Hey everybody and welcome to episode 477 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host Michael Rapara is coming to you from the Chris Parker Memorial Studio of the Airways. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Ah, uh, clever girl-on-girl fan, Chris Antista. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and coolness, Parker. Coolness. Uh, Matthew Allen. That was a shout-out to the Jurassic Park erotic fan fiction mm-hmm. website mm-hmm. from a few years ago. Oh. I-, I was giving a shout-out to both our patron and Parker Lewis Can't Lose, one of hey, the best yeah. shows of the 90s. So. Uh, What's up? Thanks, Coob. Uh, yes, yeah, Kubiak. There's yeah. that great Jurassic Park uh, erotic fan fiction parody site with that awesome MIDI version of the theme song and the spinning GeoCities icons. Mm-hmm. And the, the titles of the stories were hilarious, and Clever Girl on Girl was one of them, and so was my favorite, Hammond Fisted. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's a, you know, they the just came up with that title, and uh, it was like, well, I guess now I have to write a thing. But now I have to build something around this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then hide it like this wasn't the sole purpose for that. But I got dinos on the brain. Yeah, we Why? all do. Because Jurassic Park, uh, no, sorry, Jurassic World Dominion? Domination? Yeah, sure. Yeah, That's the name of the movie. Sure, I'm not going to say Domino, motherfucker. Dominoes, yeah, Jurassic <laughs> Jurassic Park Dominoes. <laughs> Was that a Boys out. in the Hood reference? I don't, it's, a, it's a music video reference. I can't remember what. No, there's a no. scene in Boys in the Hood Boys where the Hood, Ice yeah. Cube slams down and he goes, Domino, motherfucker. That was a Boys in the Hood reference, yes. yes. Yeah, and um, uh, Dave, our favorite contributor to this show, actually pitched this to me a couple weeks ago. Like, how about games, because Jurassic World is coming out, how about uh, games where you either play as or fight against dinosaurs? And I'm like, yes, I love to fight against dinosaurs in games, so let's do that. But we had to wait a couple weeks because we already had a schedule, damn it. Boom. And, and so this is totally... It does it not, doesn't matter. It does you, not coincide with any uh, media pulse point. It, or it does. It does, because there's a level in one of the new releases where we Ooh. whoop on dinosaur ass for a whole level. So mm. it counts. Technically and, counts. And, and uh, the, If you've been looking at box office returns, fucking Lightyear got its shit pushed in by Jurassic Park and it's th- <laughs> in its mm. third week of release. Jurassic mm. Park beat the shit out of it. And the box office numbers are so bad in general. This is like the worst reviewed Jurassic Park in a while. <laughs> And it's still kicking the shit out of everything. The ninth highest grossing movie was a fathom event for John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. Wow. <laughs> that's that's what a, that's what, that's how many people are abandoning movie theaters at this point. I say it's hey, sad, is- but I love this I love the idea of the thing kicking the shit out of multiverse of madness. <laughs> Speaking of kicking the shit, what what is it about our our instinct to want to just beat up on dinosaurs we won all right they're like, huge they, and they're they terrifying we, it, no we no we didn't win it's like fucking no country for old men where sugar doesn't get to fight josh brolin spoilers because oh, they they died millions of years before we right. came on the scene we right. never got to test we our metal co- we never really coincided it's true and get it's our true. asses kicked as a species i mean whatever what i'm a winner so win. we fucking won michael we won uh uh but just dinosaurs, um, you know, I was talking to my friend. The, the, I don't know if you have those dinosaur display robot shows that come toward your town and stuff. But, like, we got one of those coming. Uh, what? It's real neat. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something they do at, like, the, you know, like, wherever you'd see, like, Sesame Street Live or Disney on Ice. But it's, like, giant oh. robot dinosaurs 
and you can like move around. You can like walk around on the floor with them. They mm-hmm. used to like do Walt ours. Walt Disney's that Primeval and, World, like yeah. in person. Yeah, it, they're going to be all like, and here's how Noah fit two T Rexes no! on his oh, ark. <laughs> it tours the country, not just Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but it's but it's like special museum. You can just go to see these things. <laughs> Matt, you got uh, you got you got gals. Is mm. every kid does every kid go through a dinosaur period? Because I feel like all boys do, and I know my sister did. No, kid, no, no, not not every kid. I I don't think I don't know if that's like a current kid thing. Maybe it is, but uh, certainly in the I Allen did, household, I, nobody was like huge into dinosaurs. Because especially like when they're even. Whether they're realistic looking or they're cartoonified, dinosaurs I felt like were one of the first things that I could recognize that I could also draw. Because, you know, make a, make a brontosaurus right now in your brain. It's pretty easy to make. I love dinosaurs. Did we all go through a dinosaur obsession? I liked them. I wasn't obsessed. Yeah. I certainly really? had friends who who liked them more, but they're cool. They're fucking. Yeah. Oh, I, made, I made dinosaur the name movies. means thunder lizard. That's badass. I made dinosaur like movies it's... with my friends and, like, the. The dinosaur promise in video games took a very long time to show up, and even then, most people didn't care. And I always found that a little weird, because when Jurassic Park showed up, the whole world stopped what it was doing and saw that movie. And I, so I just, mm-hmm. I've assumed my whole life, every like, every little kid is into dinosaurs at some point and can't wait. I, I was in love with King Kong, a movie from 1933, because he fought dinosaurs for like five seconds. Uh, I <laughs> love that movie. Uh, I, just... I, well, this is going to be a spoiler for our list, but uh, I'll just say it. Like, it is ironic to me that, like, for as big as Jurassic Park is as mm-hmm. a franchise, a movie franchise, there haven't really been many game standouts. Like, there's, you know, like. It has a 20 year franchise in, in games. But but what I'm saying is, like, there's not one that you're like, that's a classic. Like, that is true. a must play on any system. It's like, true. It's like, yeah, there's some, there's some entries mm-hmm. that are like, that's a pretty good game. But, like, there's Look nothing at the 16-bit like, era, I'm like, oh, these are both bad. Great. Genesis and Super Nintendo. Wasn't the Super Nintendo one supposed to be like, oh no, everyone wanted to play the Genesis one because right. you got to play the Velociraptor, but the Super Nintendo one is actually a decent game. Back when we thought the ultimate form of graphics was digitizing yes. photographs into yes. video games. Yeah. It a la, looks like Mortal Kombat. It looks like Mortal Kombat. And like once you re- see, through that, see through that ruse... The entire Genesis library really takes a stumble. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, for a while you thought it was superior because you could play as a dinosaur. Because I, I was, you know, just in looking back and like really trying to take a hard look at games with dinosaurs, it was difficult. You can't really make a game with dinosaurs with this very low level of bits. There's really no way to distinguish between the player and a giant dinosaur. Think of, there are not many dinosaur games on the Atari. Because what would you... You'd either be the dinosaur, and by that I mean six squares, mm-hmm. or yeah. how would you register a, a, a much a, an object that much larger and still register the player? The NES couldn't even really do that. Well, that that's the thing I think Jurassic Park did bring us, is like, when I was a kid and thought dinosaurs, it was giant, yeah. huge creatures, yeah. and Jurassic Park was like, actually one of the most dangerous were these medium-sized dinosaurs Dude. raptors right like and it's like I oh little dinosaur dinosaurs can be super ass. dangerous i went to the smithsonian every time we visit our grandparents i never heard of a velociraptor before jurassic park what the hell is that Ooh. about i don't know well i mean I, the first time i heard it i remember reading it in the books and then you find out like no actually like the real velociraptors are like these tiny little guys and the 
dinosaur that was like in the movie. It's like that's closer to a like I remember Dino Riders pronounced it Dinonychus. It might be Dinonychus. I'm not sure. It's brontosaurus. Yeah. No. No. They're they're the the bipedal lizardy things with like the big toenails that they they claw at you with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was watching a very well produced documentary about movies on a reputable network, and they were talking about it. And then Jurassic Park was all CG and like. Dude, there's like no. 10 to 15 minutes of Jurassic Park where there's CG. Those velociraptors are almost always puppets. And that's yeah, why they're it's awesome. mostly practical effects. All the giant, like that giant, sick dinosaur, that's just a huge yeah. puppet. You know, the dudes yeah. are inside. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. actually just a repurposed big bird. So, so I didn't see, I didn't <laughs> I mean, see the new... could be repurposed Jabba. I, mm-hmm. You could convince me of that. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, the same controls doing Jabba. I didn't see the new Jurassic World movie because I don't want to... S- I, I'm comfortable with The Lost World being the worst Jurassic Park movie. I like Jurassic World, and then I watch the next one. I'm like, how do you make this boring? How do you do that? How is that even it. possible? It's fucking dinosaurs. Uh, Jesus Christ. They, uh, they uh, find a way. They, <laughs> Colin Hollywood, Trevorrow uh, finds a way, and then he bought it, and then he sold it. I love that he's had a career resurgence. I missed him when he was gone. Like, oh, Goldblum, like, like, yeah, he should yeah. just... So for, I like that he's writing this out. For this list, Chris, I was slammed at work today, and I, you, you angel, you came in and you put this together. Fuck you. I ruined this list. I pissed you off, <laughs> and I wasn't going to piss you off, and you were... Go- so if this list... I'm, I'm going to guess you ignored all my entries and just came no, up with I your own dumb bullshit. It's just like, we were having a senseless argument that I can't wait to see play out on the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Michael kind of tries to go out of his way to come up with a criteria and really stick to it and never deviate. I'm handling this, and I don't give a shit about that. These are... We could pretend it's the definitive list of greatest games where you kill dinosaurs. This is nah. Chris's favorite games where you kill dinosaurs. So that yeah. automatically makes it the best. Now, did you stick with the dinosaur hunting focus or yes. are we going to be hearing about sort of. Croft in here? Sort of. Uh, no, no, no. I, I did want to give that an honorable mention. But I wanted to yes. throw out a few honorable mentions and we can do that right when we get back. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Nice. Well, let's just jump right into our Chris's top five about fighting dinosaurs right after this. Hey everybody, it's me, the raccoon that used to live under Chris's porch and used to be friends with these jerks until they dragged me back for one more promo and then used it for like 11 weeks without even telling me or giving me a follow-up call. But guess what? I found out about it and through the magic of lawyers, I'm back and I've decided to give them one more chance to actually switch it up every once in a while by having me back on to tell you, the wonderful listener, how to support these fucking idiots. Best way is to go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time, and you'll find a bunch of stuff by these guys, bonus shows, spoiler casts that they've done over the years, but most Mostly, you will be supporting them by giving them money and supporting me by giving me continued living space in which to harvest and hoard rat skulls. My many, many rat skulls that I leave in macabre piles for these people to trip over every so often. Also, you can just subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. And you know what? Leave us reviews. Five-star reviews only, please. Since here I'm supposed to threaten you with something like staring at you or putting my rat skulls in your house instead. But that's infeasible. And really, these assholes are on thin ice as it is. I don't want to get them in more trouble with you guys. Finally, and possibly most difficult, you can tell a friend about the show. You can crawl out from whatever bridge or rock you make your warren in, find another human being, shake them by the shoulders and say, listen to Vigigame Game Apocalypse, and they'll say, what's Vigigame Game Apocalypse? And you'll say, it's a show where some funny guys talk about video games, and they're like, what's a video games? And then you realize that you're shaking your old high school gym teacher
future and your teeth are falling out and it's a dream. My God, what have I become that I exercise such power on your subconscious? Anyway, once again, I'm being shooed away. So enjoy the rest of the show, jerks. And we're back to talk about what? A dinosaur story. Dinosaurs. Yes. Dinosaurs. You gave me a we're back a dinosaur story reference. Finally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to give some honorable mentions here for dinosaur games. I I didn't choose, but I feel like could have belonged in list of greatest dinosaur games. Again, the Jurassic Park theme park builder is a franchise that is 20 years old. It has a new game right now. I have never played one and don't intend to. I am it's sorry. It's on Game Pass. Uh, if, you can, you can. I stand by my statement that I haven't played one and never will. Um, and I, I checked it out. It's it's decent. Like I I like park sim games. Though. Me, like, I do not. And it's I think it's the guys who used to do Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's that mm. studio, so they have a pretty good pedigree. Can I assemble a ramp that leads directly from the entrance into the mouth of a T-Rex <laughs> and just mm. funnel all the park visitors directly to their inevitable fate? Yeah, yeah. but they're going to be disappointed that it's asleep most of the day, mm. so yeah, it's not going to always result right in their can they, painful Can death. I put like a glass panel next to it so they can bang on the glass and it'll wake up and be pissed? Goat. No, what you can do is sell goats uh-huh. that would then attract the T Rex uh-huh. that then would kill the people. Now we're talking. Uh, let's let's talk off mic about this. Okay. We have some. I wanted to give. Let's let's get some honorable mentions in here. I wanted to get an honor, on, really honorable mention in more in more to dishonor ourselves. Ark Survival Evolved. Mm. There are. Millions oh, yeah. of people who have played and are still playing that, and it's still going. Yeah, and it's getting a sequel I never got with Vin into Diesel. They're yeah, like I, ne- a I don't. I'm not here. I, I don't know anything about that game, and I wasn't going to get good covering for Michael. It. It's very PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. it's very it's, politically correct. Yes, yes that's right. Yes. <laughs> All the dinosaurs <laughs> use they and them. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it is very much a PC game, sort of a, uh, here's a survival world, and uh, there's, like, a bunch of fuck-off big dinosaurs, and you get to hunt and tame them and try to survive. It's a big sandbox, and yeah, it's just like... You, you can put a harness on a megalodon and ride it around, though. That's kind of neat. You can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I also, honorable mention, dishonorable for me, Primal Rage. Um yep belongs here but i don't like it <laughs> Fair. i don't like it at all but i did for a little while when we were kids and but i did not want to mm-hmm. i just didn't want to deal with it meanwhile and, i feel like tomb raider like one of the big like after the initial uh like oh man what a cool 3d game wore off it was just like you get to fight a t-rex it, and everybody's like when do i get to fight the t-rex oh not till the end of the game ah yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even till the end of the game. I oh, think it shows up no, in like the fourth right. level. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's it sort of out of nowhere. And I did want to give an honorable mention to Tomb Raider because we were talking about specifically fighting dinosaurs, and that was the first moment I feel like that was truly realized in video games. Mm-hmm. The, I know yeah. I'd seen the T Rex in the commercial for Tomb Raider, but when that thing came out of the fucking darkness and like, no, 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 I have handguns, and this is a fucking dinosaur, and this is going to take forever to shoot. And can kill me in one shot. This is what I always wanted to see happen mm-hmm. in games, and it just wasn't really doing that. Into which, which sort of leads me to my number five. Number five. Obviously, that is The Adventures of Dino Ricky. Oh, that is our best, our number five. Best. It's not only best, like, name me an NES game 
other than Jurassic Park, that I can't. where you encounter dinosaurs, where you fight dinosaurs. I, I can't name an NES game other than Jurassic Park, actually. I'm telling I you, try. I don't even know what this is. Try. What, what, name an NES game where you fight dinosaurs. Because, oh boy, was the caveman genre a, <laughs> a bubbling. I mean, in, on... I, I know for a fact that there is an NES version of a game later on our list. There is. Yes. There is. But it, but it's not the same. And it's also, it's like, also not great. <laughs> it's, it's not great, and it's way late in the NES cycle. Mm-hmm. So they'd, they'd figured out a bunch of stuff about it. But dinosaurs were always big with kids. There should have been a big dinosaur game, and there never really was. And uh, Dino Ricky wins the award for this is the best box art I've ever seen. I mm. love the name, The Adventures of Dino Ricky. Except that, like, you, you get it, and it is balls hard because what they've basically done is given you 1942. <laughs> but you're a caveman walking around in a vertically scrolling level, I... shooting prehistoric creatures uh, in prehistoric areas. And that's how they. And the. There's not even really a lot of dinosaur fights in those levels, but it has bosses, and they seemed huge. The sprites mm. can't do much. Mm. Uh, two of them are a snake and a fly, but the other two, they're dinosaurs. They're, they're definitely dinosaurs. <laughs> All right, so they're, they're first game no, no, on our list has two dinosaurs. No, there's dinosaurs, other dinosaurs throughout the level, mm-hmm. but it is a lot of flies and skulls. But they are dinosaur skulls that you're shooting. Because it really is like a, 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 a shmup disguised as a platformer. And it's pretty interesting for that reason. It, it, I gravitated towards it because, you know, shmups didn't look cool yet. Um, nor do they sound cool with that great genre title. But this had a smiling, cute, anthropomorphic cartoon character throwing tomahawks at dinosaurs. I thought it was cute. And my favorite part about it that I learned, like, what if... I love the name Ricky. What a cool mm. name. If I ever have a kid, I may name it Ricky. Doesn't matter the gender. Um, when, but play that, play that next sound, because the power up here... That is the Macho Ricky. <laughs> you, you power up, and your power up is bizarre, and I never really knew why. You got really muscular, Altered Beast style, and fired off images of yourself huh. <laughs> in yes, multiple directions. But it was a great weapon to have. Japan has, for a long time in games, has hired celebrities to sort of represent their game, even if they're not in their games. Like, it, remember those? There was like that mobile game series that had like Kate Upton in all their ads, but like she's not oh, in yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. She just she's not a voice of anything. She's literally like a spokesmodel for the game. Japan did that pretty consistently. Hmm. And the Ricky in, Dino, in Dino Ricky is based on profe- uh, New Japan wrestler. Uh, what's his name? Ricky Chosu. I believe the inventor of the sharpshooter, Bret Hart's signature move, wrestling observer, newsletter, Hall of Fame member, uh, Booker from New Japan. And he was the, because his name is Ricky, I don't know when this happened, if this happened in reverse order. Oh, we know a famous Ricky. Let's get him out there and represent our game. But it's because of that macho image where you become muscular, there's some claims that that is based on the wrestler Ricky. And I had no idea that that was the case until researching this. And there's not really a whole lot to say about Dino Ricky other than I, I, everybody I knew, all the kids I knew really wanted cool dinosaur stuff. And it kind of took a while. Mm. And there was definitely no cool dino stuff on the NES. And this was first really early on, like 87 from Hudson Soft. And uh, not a great game, but a pretty cool game and was delivering whatever he, dinosaur fan was asking for let me fight dinosaurs and you could mm-hmm. if, you, if you know of a better game on NES where you can fight dinosaurs 
You're in Thailand. I didn't have a good ending to that sentence. Um, <laughs> was there was there ever a Bonk game on NES? I forget. Yes. I mean, very. And, and I, I meant to do an honorable mention to Bonk, but just mm-hmm. like I never had a Turbo Graphics 16. I missed also, out on that entirely. If I ever have a kid, I'm going to name them Bonk. Also, uh, gender un- unimportant. Yeah. Bonk Raparez. <laughs> this is my daughter, uh, Bonk Raparez. I'm thinking of basking Bonk Raparez to the prom. What do you think she's going to wear? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, she she fucking headbutted me. <laughs> I didn't know if there was Bonk on NES because I yeah. thought it was exclusive it, to Turbo. It was, was like, there was one on Super Nintendo. I I think there was one on NES. There is, but it, it was like as the after the Super Nintendo had already come out because like hmm. NEC had thrown in the towel and like trying to make Turbo Graphics. Oh, yeah. Work. Let's make yeah, some money off yeah. this property. Our only notable franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Other than Air Zonk, I hear you haters. <laughs> Nobody remembers Air Zonk. What? It's a spiritual successor for, to, to Bonk. But Dino Ricky for me was first. I, c- I couldn't even come up with like uh, a, a game in the arcades where you could do fun things with dinosaurs. It really, there really wasn't a lot of dinosaur representation in games for a long time. And I think that's because their size couldn't be accurately represented until sprites got better and. Mm. More than likely 3D. Yeah, had, to, had to use trickery and, like, you know, make yeah. it part of the background or whatever. Yeah, one of our games found a really good way around that. And uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, now, let's. Can we get my ending, Ricky? Uh, Dino Ricky sound? Fuck you, Dino Ricky. Go back Beautiful. to never being talked about again. <laughs> and he will. No, literally, all I know about this game is the cover art. Uh, it's great. Which was a Nintendo Power, I think. Mm hmm. But, yeah, let's move along. Number four. <laughs> so what's the bad news? Did you run into some guards? You're not going to believe this. He was attacked by some kind of dinosaur. Oh, now that's a good one. So, who was it? And that that's, oh, beautiful PlayStation era, vo- era voice acting from ah, us. Yes. Dino... Crisis, a no. game I didn't look much into because both of you nominated it, and I assumed you had played it a little behind we the scenes. We just assumed here. someone had, yeah, yeah. It's, and we, it was... and hey, I worked for that company, and uh, you know that's a, that's one dead franchise. <laughs> well, yeah, the fact yeah. that they have a game, a dinosaur game coming out, and are not called yes. Dino Crisis, and have gone out of their way to say yeah. this is no, not a Dino it's Crisis not, game. It's not Dino. <laughs> it's not the game you all we assume you all hate right. because it's old. Right? And, 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 why use that oxygen? Yeah. Just don't say it. Just don't <laughs> don't say anything. Like, why take the time to announce? Like, sorry, this isn't the thing that you all actually want. Dino Crisis, but that's what you know. I worked there. There was a lot of requests for more Dino Crisis. It never reviewed well. Um, as a game, but it, w- it would deliver what people wanted. They didn't want just one Tomb Raider fight with a Tyrannosaurus. They wanted a whole game based on stuff like that, and Capcom gave it to them. And I love this commercial because I, I don't remember a lot of game commercials at the time saying from the maker of blank to really try and sell their game. Like, just the intro of this commercial. Something's coming from the creator of Resident Evil, Dino Crisis. Uh, yeah, it's using mostly cutscene footage yeah. there, pre-rendered. Um, but but yeah, so Dino Crisis was like 
Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yes. and yeah, and yeah, was, that's why I didn't play it. I, I viewed it as Resident Evil's kid brother. Well, almost. I, I'm like, I, yeah, I'm I just played play it Resident some. Evil. I have not played it in more than twenty years, and I did I, not I just get thought very it was, far in it. I thought it was bizarre, but I also like I assumed everybody's into dinosaurs. When I asked you guys off the top. Were you guys super into dinosaurs or your kids? You're like, nah. I'm like, oh, I guess that explains why this... I thought this was a can't-miss game idea, yeah. uh, and it just didn't review well, so I didn't pick it up because, you know, I'm a kid yeah. with no well, money. Well, I mean, we, we liked dinosaurs, but, like, I knew kids who were just, like, dinosaurs were their thing. That is all they talked about. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I had Winnie the Pooh wallpaper, mm-hmm. sir, not had, dinosaur wallpaper in my room I had room Smithsonian dinosaur posters all over my wall. There was one where, like... Tyrannosaurus is ripping the belly out of a Brachiosaurus, and like that was on my wall as like a five year old. I was more into like ghosts and Bigfoots and shit. Um. (laughs) So I think the reason I didn't play this, like again, so I viewed it sort of as Resident Evil's kid brother because what you heard in that commercial, it's like ah, from the creative Resident Evil. I didn't actually play Resident Evil games until GameCube era, really, until the remake, and so. I would have already so, missed the whole Dino Crisis because they didn't. Yeah, they weren't making it's, Dino it's Crisis a, it's games. It's a four-year journey in the Dino Crisis yeah, yeah. franchise. It's it's yeah. really short. So I think the, the first Dino Crisis game was pretty popular. I think I think it reviewed well. The second one was still pretty good, but it was like more action focused. It was much less horror focused. And then there was depending on who you talk to, like Dino Stalker on PS2 was like. It was it was like a arcade shooty game, except first person shooter that I think used a light gun on PS2, where you got to fight dinosaurs. And then there was mm-hmm. Dino Crisis Three, which inexplicably went to space. Yeah, Jason X itself. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. Oh, you know what? I take it back. I played Resident Evil Two on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I just didn't play the original Resident Evil until its GameCube. Not even the director's cut. So I'm wondering if you, if you didn't play a game because it's Resident Evil's kid brother, does that mean you had a low opinion of Resident Evil? Low opinion of kid brothers. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, some, some things are, are interesting about this, like finding out that Capcom called it panic horror instead of survival horror. <laughs> uh, and the, the, the idea wow. was it's like it's much faster. The dinosaurs are much smarter than zombies. Right. And uh, yeah, I think Shinji Mikami had this idea that they would, you know, have adaptive artificial intelligence. That didn't happen, but you know, they can they can move around pretty quickly and uh, sneak up on you. I guess they are. Outsmart They're you. smart. Yeah. The the worst thing I think the Jurassic Park movies or Jurassic World or the fuck they want to call themselves now have taught us is that dinosaurs evolved into birds, mm-hmm. and when you, you see go. and watch birds and then imagine like giant creatures, you know, eating the same way and shit like that, it is terrifying but you also if you if you've ever had like a bird problem of them like tearing up your lawn and shit you you realize birds are really smart Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. they have especially like crows they have memories and and they will hold a grudge and so just map all of those behaviors onto these giant creatures with huge teeth and you're like saw a crow having a vietnam flashback the other day man really struggling (laughs) out there (laughs) yeah you're watching a crow, and all of a sudden the camera dollies in on its eye, and you start to hear the doors. This is the end. Yes, and then right after that, his friend shows up. Attempted murder. Yep. Strike that joke from the record. Um, <laughs> two crows and attempted but, uh, murder. But yes, dino- dinosaurs are, are dinosaurs become more terrifying when you realize their relationship to birds and look at bird behavior. Yeah, I was going to bring that up later. I don't like that, and there are a couple of games that have stuck feathers on dinosaurs and by most accounts yeah dinosaurs we i think 
we literally don't know what color they are, period. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's all speculation. No yeah. And it's also possible they had feathers. But that's not the thing I like to draw. The smooth no, dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to draw a, a plume of feathers. I mean, Thunder Lizard's way more scary than Thunder Chicken. Let's be honest. Yeah, so. yeah. There's that but, too. That means and, and then every so often you like see like the oh, this is what this dinosaur is generally accepted to look like. And here's the most complete skeleton ever assembled. And it looks like one third of a torn up macaroni painting. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I love that scientists for a while were sort of just filling in the blanks yeah. and, and guessing a lot of the time, yeah, I mean, like how wrong they got some, like since we were kids, yeah. they've had to like, Revise like oh that dinosaur you love yeah that, that was I believe really that was the story of the brontosaurus it was the brontosaurus they put the, the wrong skull right? on the wrong skeleton and basically yes. created a fraudulent non-existent dinosaur well no what I what I understood was that like so the brontosaurus was discovered like slightly after the apatosaurus and for a long time it was thought to be a different species and then they're, they're like no it's an apatosaurus. And then recently they went back on that and said, yeah. no, we actually figured out this is a separate species. The Brontosaurus is real. Such it's a like, great it's name. like a Pluto situation. They're going to go back. Right. Pluto's going to be a planet again. Yeah, it's the on. coolest yeah. dinosaur name, and it sucks to lose. Yeah. Same, same with my... Pluto's the coolest planet name, and it sucks to lose. Plus, it's like Fred Flintstone slides down one yeah. on his way yes. home from work. Come on. Come on. Like, Nobody wants to cool. eat a Pato Burgers. <laughs> no. no. Be realistic. I, you know, right. I, I like... That, that's the thing, like, you know, other kids had a teddy bear. I had a stuffed brontosaurus when I was a kid. That was my favorite yeah, dinosaur. I still do. I, I have, had I have stuffed a stuffed E.T. I have a stuffed little foot <laughs> whose neck has given out. I, I did want to give a shout out. This is how much I love dinosaurs. One of my favorite movies. I hate it. Did you have one of those? Mine was Baby Secret of the Lost Legend. Did you oh, ever? Oh, I remember that. That is oh, sure. one fucking terrible little racist. I think there's like native nudity in it. Uh, mm. Patrick McGowan, uh, and uh, the guy who did his effects did Spielberg's effects. He just died, and they used a picture of him on Baby, and Baby's claim to fame was like, no, no, no. 1985, we're going to make a dinosaur movie worthwhile, and we're going to do that by making life-size dinosaur robots. Mm-hmm. And boy, you can just see the disaster on screen. Yep. Them having to cut around these things, they move like absolute shit, but it is like Big ass animatronics, including centered around Baby, a small baby dinosaur yeah, who walks movie. around with Sean Young. Mm-hmm. You know what my movie like that was is like I know people regard it as a classic, but like The Secret of Nim. Yeah, like Love I saw it. that so many times, and it was traumatizing and yeah. terrifying as a kid. But I'm like, and yet I, I, yeah, I can't, can't tell you how many times I've seen of it. Nim. Got an I episode, just got it an was scary. Laser time talking about it because it's turning forty in like a week. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. I mean, the the story the, the story it's based on is terrifying. Don Bluth didn't mind terrifying children. No, that's it, it one of the reasons he's beloved. Yeah, <laughs> because kids he, love to be terrified. He does it the least in his Spielberg collaborations, but like, all dogs go to heaven is fucking terrifying. Oh yeah, like yeah, those scenes of, with like the dog devil that comes after yeah, him. Holy yeah. shit! All smoking mm-hmm. and eating like melted lava pizza like it's all it's all like too lavish in a fever dream mm. just watch fucking rockadoodle like there's some horrifying elements in these cartoons and i love them love it. secret and them being the one of the most coherent and horrifying yeah. of his work 
But uh, yeah, Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis. Story of a, an elite Fuck task that force that goes to this island where government scientists have been developing a new weapons program, and they didn't clone dinosaurs. They brought them into the modern day via a time portal, I think. Um, and <laughs> now they're they've overrun this military base, and you have to survive against them for you know, what could four go games. wrong? Yeah. You're transporting fully grown dinosaurs in who have mm-hmm. not raised in captivity. No, 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 no. Yeah, maybe this They'll was bad. At, maybe you should have built something to contain them. I don't yes. know. Maybe that would have been a good idea. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it, it also kind of followed up on the promise of that Tomb Raider started with that T-Rex coming out at you. And it's just like, now there's a T-Rex that's going to be like the, the Mr. X from Resident Evil 2. It's going to show up, or, or the nemesis from Resident Evil 3, it's going to show up and just stalk you periodically. There'll be moments where it smashes through windows and and menaces you and snaps at you. And yeah, dinosaur's the focus now. By the way, that is a promise that before Tomb Raider yes, the, was started by PlayStation with a tech demo. Yes, the P- PlayStation tech demo that was then referenced in the name the game, which name... I forget. Uh, Astro. 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 Yeah, that was my honorable mention, by the way. Just that. Uh, it's a bit of a spoiler, but yeah, one of the bosses in that game is that giant dinosaur from the tech demo, and it's so awesome to see that recreated. Oh, but by the way, yeah, Stickler Michael, when he was preparing to do this, they got to be real dinosaurs, man. No robot dinosaurs. Mm. <laughs> No, uh, I was ready to allow robot dinosaurs. <laughs> These are real conversations we have. Yes. Have. Yeah, no, it's important. <laughs> I will allow it. A level of quality. Come on. <laughs> also, I, that, I, that yes. adding conditions makes it easier. That's the secret. I am the combo breaker. Mm-hmm. I'm ruining this episode. Please Please combo breaker. Uh, all right, let's play this other sound. <laughs> that's how she reacts to a t-rex coming in to a, the the window of a small office and and you get to just fight a t-rex head that's sticking into the window and chomping at you i don't even know what i do if that happened to me i have to imagine piss myself maybe but like mm. a smile i get to meet a dinosaur before i die <laughs> by dinosaur. Oh, i totally know what i'd do I'd make him do push-ups and then run away while he was trying. Like, fuck oh. off, T-Rex! <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I know what I'd do. I'd die. That's what <laughs> I'd do. I would make a pact to the dinosaur. Look, I'll help you kill all the humans you want, man. Just spare me. Mm-hmm. The- mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get to middle management in the dinosaur world real fast. We would all... Who are we kidding? We'd all be the dude who dies on the toilet in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah. It's like, fine with me. I would know, love... Just, just make a whole movie of that, people dying on the toilet. There's T-Rexes chomping them off the toilet. I don't toilet. know why people, yeah. people even consider shit like that. I don't want to die in a plane crash. And like, you don't want to die on the best roller coaster ride ever? No, so what? You're in front of your family. I, <laughs> of course I'd die by dinosaur. I would... To meet a dinosaur, I would allow myself to get eaten by one. It's that worth it to me. Love the idea of it. Please kill me. Well, with and it's not like a sarlacc pit. Like you can't feel yourself getting digested. Yeah. You're long dead before yeah. you're there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to think. Of, okay, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's burning inside of a T Rex. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Dino Crisis. It's pretty awesome. Dino but... Crisis. Who cares? These guys made me put it here, and I didn't want it. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! 
love this theme. Go and Mac. It is the boss theme. <laughs> the iconic boss battle theme from Joe and Mac, ah. otherwise known as Caveman Ninja, and I think pretty similar. Uh, the there's just so many different ports and so many yeah. different versions of the there's, original there's Joe like and Mac. Two different sequels to there this are. game that are completely different. There are returns and two, and I swear my arcade machine MAME cabinet has a Caveman Ninja two as well. That is not Joe and Mac two for arcades is like a single screen bubble bobbly. Type yeah, game. like Bubble Bobble or Snow Brothers or something Bumble like Pop that. Or- Snow Bros, uh, but yeah, and like Joe and Mac are like kids in it. Yeah, <coughs> I'm trying. Weird. I'm trying to get you in the zone of like when the Super Nintendo came out, pretty great launch, and you got a free Mario game that has guess what, fuck ton of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Video games are coming here, and they're finally bringing the goddamn dinosaurs. And I really feel like Joe and Mac was like the second or third Super Nintendo game I ever played. So like. I am loving this vibe, this like funky, funkier music with caveman themes from both Mario World and Joe and Mac. They really complemented each other well. And, uh, you know, the Super Nintendo is one of the last systems to come with two controllers. And it had it had two players. So, like, I played a ton of this with friends. It's a great side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, I mean, it's more of a platformer, but it's... A great showcase for what the next generation of graphics will include, including like literal cartoon moments. People's jaws will, Joe and Max's jaws will drop and their Mm -hmm. eyes will pop out of their head. Um, Things you weren't capable of seeing on the previous generation. I I consider Joe and Mac, I know it's launchy, but not necessarily launch, but it just, it was showing me what the Super Nintendo could do that nothing else could. And the clever way they had you fight dinosaurs are mostly because they showed them from the neck up or down. They, mm-hmm. they couldn't bring you full-size dinosaur sprites, but kept their proportion by keeping their body obscured by the screen, uh, by being off-screen or being underwater. It was really clever. And then they have smaller versions of those dinosaurs. Of course, you bonk over the head. But, like, yeah, really satisfying, fun music, solid platformer, decent sequel. Joe and Mac, baby. I have a ton of affection for Joe and Mac. Anybody else? Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I've I've played through a that few different like a versions of this game, and uh, I I don't think I have quite your level of affection for it, but it is it is really cool, and I think yeah, it definitely I thought it was belongs on the list. Again, we were overrun with caveman games, mm. including caveman games. Yes, and <laughs> which was originally were... called Caveman Olympics, but I think the Olympics made them change it. How do they do that? I really. Don't know. I can't imagine why else you'd change UG Olympics to caveman games. Fine, with a caveman special Olympics. Mm-hmm. That should do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, this this game was pretty charming, and it, that charm didn't last very long. I was shocked to find out, man, if you want to give the award to like a most loser Smash Brothers game, Joe is in a game with Frankie from Dr. Fra- some Game Boy Frankenstein game. Hmm. And Dirk the Daring from Dragon's Lair. What? It is a tile puzzle game, and they're all in it. All three of them. Like, what a fucking loser group of all-stars this is. (laughs) One of these people I've never heard of, and the other one is Joe from Joe and Mac. And Dirk, who deserves Just better. Joe. Couldn't get Just Mac. Joe. Couldn't afford Mac. <laughs> Just Joe. It's a Game Boy slide puzzle. I think there's a complete gameplay of it, and it's like four minutes. It's bizarre it exists. 
In my head canon, I want to believe Joe and Max split up, and Mac went off to make Mac and me, and he made it big, and Joe, like, you know, had was down in his luck and had to do that mm-hmm. game. That seems like something, yeah, if Rare were controlling it, it'd dump one of the sidekicks. <laughs> what if, what if Mac and me had been more like in Sino Man? Like, <laughs> yes, I thought, yeah, I mean, it, it's the same premise. Would have been better it's... than those fucking puppets. I guess it is. It is sort of the same premise, except we just watched that for 30 2010. Mm. Sean Astin and Pauly Shore find a caveman and, like, Dude, don't tell anybody we have a caveman. He'll become our friend and change our lives at school. Like, why? Why would your secret <laughs> friend change your life at school? Right, right. Even if they knew he was a caveman. Why this would guy can't be? speak English. Everyone will think he's cool. Like, what? Yeah, like, what? No. Somehow the most 80s premise for a 90s yeah, movie. That's, uh, watching that movie, it is like, it is its own parody. It is hard to believe like this premise got off the ground and got onto film with this soundtrack because it's like right in the 90s there's a little bit of hair metal we're also getting into fucking gangster rap and alternative and they and and they have all of it in the soundtrack including a non-gay panicky version of i'm too sexy by right said fred usually i feel that song is used semi-homophobically in movies Um, i have fond memories of that movie don't ruin it for me no no i'm telling you it, it holds up Okay, it's good. fun. Like it, it is like pure escapism. They can yeah, never totally make anything fun. like this yeah. again. Yeah, because everybody's too cool for the goddamn room. The movie has no sense of irony. It's not funny, but it's really fun to watch. Watch it again, especially because you're probably from the area. How do we get to- talk about Encino? is the valley, Joe please. Joe and Mac. Joe and Mac. I I thought was great. I thought it got great reviews. I think it got better reviews than a lot of the other launch games. Hmm. Nobody wanted it. Fuck, no one cared about Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. I, I, I seem to think, hey, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Super Nintendo version was, like, expanded from the arcade version, right? Yes, they, like, I think it was. Levels. I, they, yeah. they did that with, like, all the versions, though. They all have differences. Mm-hmm. That was that was Data East, I think, licensing this out to a lot of different developers and uh, kind of letting them do whatever they wanted. I don't but, think uh, I've ever seen Joe and Mac in an arcade in the wild. It, like, it'd be, it'd be as Caveman versions. Ninja. Yeah, which okay. I remember seeing it at a movie theater once. Like and I can't decide because I you know met Joe and Mac first and I think that's a great name, but uh, how did you change your? <laughs> you had caveman ninja. Yeah. Why did you change yeah. this to Joe, Joe and Mac? And right. Mac. Yeah, we got a franchise here. We could want people to know who's in the game. Yeah, we... it's either about cavemen or two plumbers. <laughs> oh wait, already a game about two plumbers. All right. Uh... I, I think just to hi- to highlight the fact that no, this is two players simultaneously. Sure. Joe okay, and Mac. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we want. Joe and Mac. I call Joe. I call Mac. You just see these people chuckling over their cucumber martinis in their Data East uh, lobby mm. or <laughs> boardroom. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I love imagining trying to imagine the people who who made Russian Attack and bad dudes <laughs> as evil executives. <laughs> it's not difficult. Uh... Probably it's probably not true. Joe and Mac. I'm done. Uh, th- wait, there's a uh, there's my Joe and Mac wind noise. I think the like official it. title of that track is great. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you did it. All right. Well, let's move on to number two. <laughs> I love the soundtrack. Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite beat-em-ups, the forgotten and just unobtainable 
Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a classic. Yeah, it just it it it'll make you feel oh, this all happened in my lifetime, and it makes me feel very old. Cadillacs and dinosaurs is based on a comic book uh, written, created, drawn by almost one dude. It was originally called like Xenozoic Tales. It was Xenozoic Tales, Tales and then changed its name by literally getting an official license from Cadillac to call it Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. And that wow. it, it that name helped it take off. And of course I'm talking about an output that includes 14 issues across 10 years with oftentimes entire years in between. <laughs> and bec- on that promise alone... Somebody at Deke, I don't know, is like, let's make a cartoon show out of this. Which, it, yeah, that that's what weirds me out. It's like this was a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, and uh, I, I I haven't seen it in a long time. I can't remember if it's actually appropriate for kids or not. But like, that's how instantly when I think about a world I want to inhabit when I was young, when I was little, post-apocalyptic world with neon-colored thugs and dinosaurs and old, like round-ass old long cars. Great! It's a it's such a great look, and brought together so well by Capcom in this beat 'em up. And the Sega CD game is weird, and but it's interesting because it's pretty much just like a what would you call it? Not a first person shooter, but just move your reticle around on these <laughs> single screens. It's interesting, but this is really cool. This is really cool. The music is great. It just screams like fucking. Mid nineties, mid nineties, mid nineties, <laughs> screaming guitar music, punching Velociraptors, and I'm glad you guys suggested this, and I agreed. But had it's I great. told you, mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of dinosaurs in this game. It's mostly just dudes. I mean, you fight both, but uh, yeah. there's a green person who looks just like Blanca, and you fight mm. several hundred times. And then there's a bo- the boss is a scientist who turns into a lizard person and then into a dinosaur with a quato human coming out of his stomach which is fucking great for a kids game <laughs> i love it i love it but this like this a lot of that going around with like crane yes. back in the day we get this, it. this game if you fire it up it's like you will never believe like this was a franchise and like for a second and there was a, a ton of high hopes for this on saturday mornings and this had candy and uh, merchandise, and I think the show only went one season of like 13 episodes and was kind of gone forever, but because we were talking about that a few episodes ago, game developers were so much smaller, a smaller piece of the picture than they are now. They were basically extensions of merchandising. Eh, we got this... (laughs) We're Nelvana, and we got this property coming out. Be cool if it had a game. Can you make this for nothing, Capcom? Cool. Talk to us when you're done. And then they spit out this phenomenal piece of work that is kind of a timeless beat-em-up. And not only unobtainable, I couldn't figure out who owned this. Marvel printed this. Uh, Image printed. uh, Dark Horse printed this. uh, Tops has printed Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And you still would have to license the word Cadillac to bring it out again. So this is likely gone, and your only way to obtain it is illegally. And I encourage you to do just that. It is great. With some great, uh, man, give, give me, you've heard of Tiger Uppercut. Dino Uppercut! Yeah. <laughs> no, sure. Did you record sure. that yourself? Uh, that does that sound like me? Uh, no. No, some, well, that was somebody who, like, got the sound samples, like, out of the game, and you can see how kind of unprofessional they are when they're not up against slamming guitar music and Velociraptors mm-hmm. warning. Because, mm-hmm. uh, the Musafa character, when he's attacked, he says this all the time. Get off, man! 
Get of me. Let's hear that again. Get off me. Get off me. Get off me. Get off me. And I don't want to say it, but that really does sound like a white guy hmm. trying to sound like a black well, guy. Well, you have, you have to throw it through like 20 layers of compression, yeah. which is how it would have sounded in the game. You know, it would yeah. have been like, get off me. Like, you know. Get off yeah, yeah. me. Your imagination would have to kind of. Yeah, you'd One have to four players, pretend. Jack, Hannah, Musafa, Mess. You don't care. Hmm. I I don't I haven't seen the cartoon in years. I'm sure it's all on YouTube because I kind of doubt it has any official collection. I think the comic might, but yeah, bizarre time where Capcom like yeah we'll make two Cadillacs. We'll make two games based on this cartoon no one's ever seen. That <laughs> on the hopes that this will be popular forever. It's the Bucky O'Hare is where I was talking about it. Okay, yeah, uh, it's such a it, weird licensing move. Like, but I think Cadillac was going through that at the time because their popularity had severely waned. Where yeah. they're like, okay, we got Pink Cadillac that movie, and we got this video game, but it's like, who is this for? And like, we have oh, overweight men in New Jersey who have a lifespan of forty nine years. This is our only demographic. I have a confession. Like I, Uh-oh. you know, as a young man, I used to make fun of Cadillacs of like, oh, this is big giant boat cars. Have you ever driven a Dude, Cadillac or like a Buick? When my grandparents died, and like, this is. This is fucking amazing. I it's see like, why they love this. It's like driving an air mattress. It yes. Is so this is so comfortable. Like, I could sleep in here, and the AC is very cold. Uh, and the engine, very powerful of those yeah. cars. Like, yeah, I want, I am of the age, and I'm like, I would fucking love just a huge Cadillac sedan. I would love it. Yeah, it's like, in, in, especially one of those old Sopranos era ones, because they still look like cars with a low poly count. Like they're still, they didn't, didn't <laughs> yes. contour very well. <laughs> very GTA three those cars. Fuck aerodynamism. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who needs um, that? Here, we'll just throw more fucking horsepower mm-hmm. into this bad boy. Power through the wind resistance. Fuck it. Yeah. Now I want a Cadillac. Holy yeah, shit. we should that all Prius get Cadillac. <laughs> all right. Holy shit. I'll see what. Yeah, maybe yeah this is the perfect time with gas above seven dollars. It's great. Let's just go get Cadillacs. Uh, and the car market is fucking terrible. I say that as someone whose car is seizing up on the road right now, and it's just like I'm still gonna wait six months until I even try. Holy shit! Anyway, Cadillacs and dinosaurs worth checking out. A weird, really weird footnote in pop culture history, but like, if we were talking about Ninja Turtles, like Konami built Ninja Turtles having no idea whether this was going to be a success or not. It just makes that NES game. That's where the cover has everybody in red bandanas. There was, they just didn't know what the, no one knew what the series was going to hold and they got real lucky. That's how the, the turtles were originally yes. like in, in the old black and white comic before they got the TV show, they all had yeah. red bandanas. I mean, the, uh, Cause at that, at times like these video games were the equivalent of fucking towels and Pez dispensers. Like get this out here so people can buy this when the show comes out. We don't it's, care it's, if it's any good. It's a risk, but I've also I've been in those meetings, so I've done like licensed games before where you go to the movie studio and they do a whole like dog and pony show of like sure. here's our marketing budget, here's all the other licensors, so like this shit will be everywhere. So it's meant to make you feel better as a licensor, oh, like no, okay. I, I, I'm sure there's some, some reassurance there, but it is always a risk. It's like yeah. basically now Capcom it's just if you put a bunch of work into a game you knew you'd never be able to sell or make money off of again. It's probably not what they figured for the series. Well, and, and but back then, game development cycles were a lot shorter than they are now. Yeah. So that's why another reason we don't see many licensed games mm-hmm. now, and or, or you pretty much have to like it has to be a guaranteed hit already, is like you're not going to spend two to three years developing a thing. Whereas back then it was like six to eight months. Like okay, yeah, but, uh, yeah. 
A little bit of a different uh, development market now. And this is going to be controversial. Let's move on to our number one. Number one. did it you yeah. beautiful bastard you yeah. son of a bitch you really did it mm-hmm. you left Turok off our dinosaur I can't, I'm so I'm honestly annoyed I'm really kind of pissed that Turok is not on here a Turok was fun yes I would argue it's not very much fun anymore I argue and it's the game where you fight the most dinosaurs and now they have true. guns on their heads I know yeah, within like true. I thought the second, I don't know if it was you or something else I was reading, like Turok 2 is technically better and like less dinosaurs. I hate yes. it. Yes. Yeah, that was an argument I was going to make that Turok 2, you, you're fighting mostly lizard men, if I remember right, instead of dinosaurs. And fucking aliens and shit. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. and so I had to have the stupid argument with Michael, with Matt not helping me anywhere near enough. Those aren't I, dinosaurs. I Michael's like, they're wyverns. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're, Matt no, no, said I, they're I, wyverns. I said this. I said they might call them wyverns yes. or dragons, but those are some dinosaur-ass And monsters. And then I said, dragons aren't dinosaurs, yes, and if we are. start saying that, it opens up a and whole I can of you, worms, it, and none of you got the I joke, got the joke. I just No, I got the joke. Oh, I didn't I get not the joke. Gonna, I'm not going to I thought give you credit serious. for that joke. Because I just like... Can of worms spelled with a Y? Come on. That's some Tolkien-ass shit. I was. Yes. I don't read. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I I got the joke. No, Michael. I thought I Michael was. Because it was all through text. So like, I thought he was like, dude, that's. I, I I was recording at the same time. So I'm like, that's like saying King Kong doesn't fight dinosaurs because tyrannosauruses don't have five fingers. Like, are you serious? But it turns <laughs> out you not. weren't. You weren't. I mean, that tyrannosauruses serious? don't have wings and sharp noses. You're. You have played one Monster Hunter. Because not only are these Monster Hunter multiple Monster Hunters, there I are five hundred. Like monsters you fight in the Monster Hunter series, I would say a good third of them are fucking dinosaurs. At least, at least. And not only that, like the Aptoneth and Renopolis, the the level is is populated by things you carve up to get stamina that are literally just fucking little Triceratops and Stegosauruses. There's a ton of little dinosaurs. There's a ton of little dinosaurs. So you are wrong, Wikiparas. For the first time in my life, here's my evidence. The Rakidios. meat you eat in that shit is the most caveman-ask meat. It's a huge fucking hunk of meat, like, stereotypical on a big bone. That is some caveman shit, because... Um, watch some anime. That's anime meat. Well, but, okay, I guess, yeah, early video <laughs> games, too. But, no, I mean, the the, mon- the the whole Monster Hunter aesthetic is you are sort of these prehistoric people mm. out there hunting giant monsters. They call them monsters, and there are half of them are there, dinosaurs. Some of them are dragons. Some of them are monkeys. But an overwhelming majority of them are jaggies and baggies and brachidioses and uh, diablos. Uh, what's what's the, the pickle tail one? Uh, they're just dinosaurs with like exploding slime on their hands or <laughs> with <Sure>. electric powers. <laughs> Kurapeko, well, I- Kurapeko is, I think it's kind of a reskin of another a pre-existing asset, but it's got a dinosaur with feathers. That's it looks like a giant it, chicken, but like hmm. it is a dinosaur with feathers on it. I, I also lump in a lot of more recent prehistoric creatures in with dinosaurs. So like La Brea Tar Pit, you go. There's a lot of saber toothed cats and stuff there, right? Like that's a totally a monster hunter uh, type creature you would fight. It's like a giant saber toothed cat, you know. Like so, there's there's 
more than just the big lizardy things that you could lump in under dinosaurs and monster hunter represents yeah, a ton not, of not only that in terms of what i wanted to do with dinosaurs in video games yes i was a little late on the monster hunter thing because i am uh uh not japanese and when i finally got to it, like this is what i've always wanted tomb raider had kind of a slow one frame a second dinosaur will kill you instantly these dinos won't kill you instantly every time but they will hurt you a lot. They are, they're, the damage they do to you is rep, is very representative of their size and power and how fast they are. And they move like real creatures. And it's legitimately fucking scary to fight one of these things for the first time. And you take the kind of damage somebody with armor probably would in real life, like half your, over half your life with a single hit from one of these creatures until you start building yeah. up your armor, chugging potions. Speaking of armor, yeah, this is these are wish fulfillment games of like, yeah, when I fight a dinosaur, mm -hmm. I want to carve up its carcass yeah. and use the bones to uh, make a sweet ass armor suit of armor. Mm -hmm. And these games let you do that or make a sweet ass like bone sword. Yeah, that's all in there. All of that shit's in Monster Hunter. It is the ultimate dinosaur game, yeah. I would argue. It really yeah. is because like uh, there's a version, there's like a, <laughs> a rights free version of every dinosaur that could ever you'd ever want to see exist. And then there's the even more palette swap variants on that. <laughs> yeah. And and they all give you... And, and not only that, you get to kill a monster and then wear its suit as a dope set of armor. And and, and up until... I guess World still sort of has it, but like 3 and 4 like had this like... No, you're pretty much cavemen. Like advanced cavemen in these games. Mm. Yeah. This is yeah. prehistoric times. And, yeah. Oh. I love it's, it. For it's, me, it's, it's total like an advanced society film. with elevators and shit. But yes, yeah. you, you are meant to be cavemen. It's yeah, you're making stuff out of wood. Mm -hmm. What do you have available to you? Yeah, nobody does that anymore. Monster Hunter <laughs> is the ultimate dinosaur game, and with the possible exception of whatever the fuck's going on in uh, Ark Survival, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I only I I tapped out at Dino D Day, the World War II with dinosaurs uh, multiplayer game. It's not 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 going in for another one. Can't do it, people. But Monster Hunter, if you haven't played it, try and think of it as the ultimate dinosaur battle simulator. Fucking awesome. If you haven't played it, uh, stay tuned for the end of this month where Chris and I won't shut up about the new ex Rise expansion, Sunbreak. What's it called? Sunblast? I forget. Sunbreak? Sunbreak. Sunblast. That's like what, like <laughs> that's, a chip flavor. It's a new Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new Gatorade Sunblast. A new, new Gatorade. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I saw that, but whoever made that tweet, like anybody who calls Gatorade their actual names and not their colors, a fucking cop. Don't. <laughs> do you know what that's called? Oh, that's glacier. Case in point, I am drinking no, blue Gatorade, Gatorade blue. I'm asshole. sure it's called like something chill, house. but this is blue Gatorade. Gatorade. Gatorade Red, the greatest Gatorade flavor of Gatorade. Toilet water. Gatorade. Glacier freeze. I'm uh, drinking uh, sugar free glacier freeze. You're a cop. You're a cop. He's a cop. I just said blue. I just said and blue. And then you said the flavor title. I read the name because I didn't know what <laughs> off the top illegal. of my head. I don't want to fucking Although, okay, me. wait. I do call lemon-lime Gatorade lemon-lime. I don't call that green Gatorade. Do you guys call mm. that shit green? Yeah, it's more like, and it's more like cum-colored. Mm. What? <laughs> you should go get that checked out. There, there is wait a, a cum-colored lemonade or Gatorade. <laughs> No, the lemon lime. Like, oh no, not the lemon lime. You're thinking the lemonade, lemonade. like the. Yeah. I'm thinking the old school original flavor of Gatorade. Yes. Which there, my, there is like an opaque white Gatorade that looks. Look, it does look like cum. Which my father helped focus test the original Gatorade. 
Uh, wait a minute. That was going somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> no. My father helped focus test come. No, he, he helped focus. Because <laughs> you know why it's Chris called? Chris is the result. You know why it's called the Gatorade? Yes, because yes, of the Florida yeah, Gators. And my dad yes. was uh, doing some sports stuff at, in mm-hmm. UF at the time. Oh. So he was testing out the Gatorade. Nice. I see. He's not a Florida State man. I see. No, yes. he brought me to the city where everybody hates who my parents are. That really affected me as a little kid. I, I can't. No one must know my parents went to UF because there's all these pictures of Gators getting beaten up, and I just took it too Jesus. seriously. It, it is a serious football town, but um, clearly, oh yeah. And I think they changed rivals now. They're not their main rival anymore. But yeah, I just remember like the coach of PE with like my PE for three years. Every time the Seminoles played the Florida Gators, he would just like walk around, gonna kick the fucking Gators' ass, gonna eat their fucking meat. And he just walked around singing violent threats to where my parents <laughs> went to college. And it just made me like terrified. Should anyone find out my secret that, I, <laughs> that I, I'm this fucking, <laughs> this Florida mudblood? In this in the wrong school. <laughs> God, imagine what they do with Miami graduates. Yeah, now now Miami, I think, is their big rival. I still still remember my first brush with that uh, weird college like rivalry. I hate this college and love this college thing. Yes. Like my dad went on a business trip to Michigan. He brought me home a purple shirt with a Tasmanian devil on it that said, Michigan brings out the devil in me. And I did not know this was uh, associated with a college and I just wore it to school and some kid looks at me and he's like, Michigan, get a team. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking right, about. That, that, yeah, no, he's right. He's right. I, I, the same thing didn't happen to me, but I felt like every time I tried or inadvertently didn't know about your those people's fucking sports, it blew up in my fucking face every single mm-hmm. time. I I so cannot relate to you guys right now because I grew up in a USC household. I went to USC where I was raised Mm -hmm. to just, it was okay to clown on UCLA people, like close family friends. Like once a year, it's like I would watch the adults in my life just hurl insults, really mean insults back to back and forth to each other. And it's like, oh, this is just, it's rivalry week. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I I, I was just telling my dad because he doesn't remember it like this. He went to UF, lives in the Florida State town. And every time the Gators and the Knolls would play, he would go watch the game somewhere, and I would definitely not. And before halftime, you would just see, I would hear the door slam and the slow Doppler of cursing coming towards the living room (laughs) because he's left whatever party he went to because he is getting so raz so fucking hard. As as a rational adult with a postgraduate degree, he is leaving pissed (laughs) at 40 years old from his friend's house because they can't stop ribbing him about being a gator. How do we get here? This is more interesting to talk about Monster Hunter. Yeah, I was about to say Monster Hunter, the best dinosaur hunting game, according to... I mean, we said all there is to say. Like, you got to play Monster Hunter. Hunter. It's amazing. It's in our our top... Did it make our top 10, 20 games of all time? I don't remember. Monster Hunter 4? I don't remember either. But it should have. And Monster Hunter Rise was so fucking good. I cannot wait for the the new one. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's our top five, or rather Chris's top five. Uh, And on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Sorry, Turok fans. Most fossils are found in rocks made of sand and mud. That's what we would expect if there was a worldwide flood. So dinosaurs went in the ark, and when they went out the door... 
Noah called them dragons then, but now it's dinosaur. Hey, D is for dinosaur, but it's a brand new word. Invented in 1841, it means terrible lizard. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I want to talk about good cartoons. Talk I want to talk about, about a good cartoon. A good experience. A movie I have seen three times. What? What? I've seen three times. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, that's Chippendale Rescue. What the fuck? I, I'm supposed to be the, like the diehard here. Jesus Christ. It, it is, I, does seem like a movie custom made for you, though, Chris, because it's like yeah. the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never it is It is Roger Rabbit. And I, I don't say this with cynicism. It's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers. Uh, yeah. and, and, and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just like, Trying to say like, you're not going to see Mickey, and you're not going to see Donald really. But like, dude, there's schnookums in meat in the end credits. For fuck's sake, I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever. But there's like, they're just boom there in the end. It's fucking crazy. It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got. And the, so, yeah. This is Randy Marsh is in a Randy Marsh is Randy in Marsh a fucking, is chilling in, his sauna. Just in a in a sauna room. I was I, I got with uh, two of the three little pigs. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to dive headlong like four bandana reptiles into that segment known as... I I know I just teased Ninja Turtles, but first we should talk a little bit about Neon White because I think we're going to have more to say about Ninja Turtles. But Just plain old white. W-H-I-T. Yeah. E. <laughs> no, it's Neon White, and it's Neon White because Neons in this game are condemned souls who are given a chance at heaven by acting as uh, exterminators of demons. And you are white, a, an apparent criminal... Everyone else seems to know who you are, but you have amnesia. And so there are these people uh, who say that they're your friends, but they're also your competitors in this contest to exterminate the most demons. But the, the story isn't that important. Really, it's these there are these uh, very compact first person, I guess, shooter levels where the objective is to just get through them as fast as possible. And the, as, as you get through faster and faster, uh, you will unlock level hints that like, here's, here's like a floating, uh, hand icon. And if you hit it, it will show you a path that will get you through the level even faster. Here's a little shortcut you might have not known about. Um, and it's, it just gives you a really great sense of speed, high speed puzzle platforming. And lots of guns that come in the form of cards, but it's not like it's it's not like a collectible card game. It's just you grab a card and now you have a pistol or an assault rifle or a semi-automatic rifle. And all of these things have a different effect when you discard them. So you can you can hit a button and just drop it. 
And if you do that with a pistol, it'll give you a, like a double jump in midair. If you do that with an assault rifle, it'll create a bomb that can launch you if you're, if you're close to it or destroy like a group of enemies. I wanted to ask about that mechanic. So can you swap, can you hold multiple cards at once yes. and then swap weapons? And like with the discards, do you just get that ability the rest of the level? Or do you, if you discard something else, you then swap your power? Like, how does that? Um, no, you, you get one use of that per discard. So you can have like three assault rifle cards and it's like, I'm going to uh. turn this one into a bomb. But the whole time, like you're also, they, they have a finite amount of ammo and you're, you're like, you know, using up your stock of ammo. And I think you lose either, either one of the cards or all the cards when you run out. Um, okay. But uh, they, the, this is a puzzle platformer, so the the cards that you can get in each level, like you start out every level just with your katana, which if you're playing the game right, you should never have to use. Uh, and it, it's it's really just like you will be given the right cards that you need to solve the puzzles in this level. And nice. so in in that sense, every weapon you grab is also a hint in how to get through this level more efficiently. So it's like, if I, oh, there's pistols, this isn't just for killing demons, I'm going to have to do double jumps at some point. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I'm just glancing at footage of it, and it looks like if if Jump and Flash had a good frame rate. Yeah. It's, it's fast as hell. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. It's, super fast. Did you play it on Switch or PC? PC. Because so, I'm super, curious super with fast. the Switch version, like, you know... Switch performance isn't going to be what I mean, PC is. Speed is so important in this game that yeah. I would imagine they prioritize like 60 frames a second over any huh. gra graphical anything. And like it has one of those art styles that is just like, well, this is like kind of low poly and simplistic, but also really vibrant and colorful and pretty. Yeah, yeah. like that, whatever that art style was for Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Hmm. Kind of like oh, not sure. cell shaded, but like. Sort of kind of like, well, like hard shadows um, on yeah yeah to the, cover up a lack of texture yeah yeah and the whole thing kind of reminds me a bit of like the the aesthetics in general remind me a lot of Paradise Killer but it's sure. like imagine yeah, yeah. if Paradise Killer instead of being a uh, puzzle platforming open world mystery solving game was just a very very high speed shooter well speaking of which you mentioned like hey story is not as important I've heard. Between the levels, though, there's a lot of kind of visual novel-esque oh, yes. dialogue Yeah, there, stuff. there totally is. Well, you know, the story isn't important for a podcast segment on it. I see. Um, I see. But it, it is like, yeah, if you like this, it's it's really well done. The voice acting is a lot of fun. Steve Bloom is the main character, white. And uh, because, you know, you can't have an anime-esque game without Steve Bloom in there somewhere. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there, there is actually, yeah, quite a bit of it. You're trying to uncover what White's memories are, who he was, and one thing that you can do is, in addition to getting each level through each level as quickly as possible, each one has a gift that uh, will usually require a little bit of searching and trickery to find. So it's like, okay, I'll do one run where I'm not in any hurry, and I'm just searching and trying to figure out where this gift is. So that, that gives a, a little bit more variety. And then these gifts are all specific to certain characters, like Yellow, your your best bro. He will, like, you can find six packs to give him. And when you find nice. a gift, you give it to that person, and then you can unlock uh, a scene of dialogue, or you can unlock a side mission, which is like, here, run through this uh, very tricky mini-level with, like, some restriction, like... Uh, you can't use discard abilities here, or you can only use discard abilities mm -hmm. here, or you have to move really fast to avoid all these traps. Stuff like that. We should say this is only 25 right? For yeah. The price? Yeah. 
So it's nice. it's really good. I strongly recommend it. It's a, uh, I had a lot of fun with what I played. Uh, but we all had a lot of fun with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Ooh. Revenge. Oh, love it. Love it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Had, oh. a, had a VGA first where the three of us together got online, mm-hmm. played not only played together, finished a game yeah, together. I played through in together. one sitting. Golf clap, golf clap. We did Hello, that. hello. Yes, hello. we did an all Casey Jones run. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I threw that out there as a question, like, hey, who do you think we all played as? And no one answered it. And I'm like, mm. I guess people, I, I want to I know, like, what people think. Well, Chris, you kind of swapped back and forth between two toitles. No, I, I, I just, I wanted to see what everybody did, because unlike the other Turtles games, which are great, Turtles in Time, up until, like, Scott Pilgrim or Streets of Rage 4, was the final stop on the evolution of the Belt Scroller. It is the most advanced, the most lavish, has the most stuff you can do. Um, and this really this really brings up, adds so much great stuff to a very simple format. Um, mm. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. And I mean, I, I always played as Donatello, as he was the first turtle I ever saw and learned the name of. Hmm. So I, when you're a little kid, sometimes it's something that simple where like, yeah. I know this guy's name, he's my friend now. Yeah. I always gravitated gravitated toward Leo and Michelangelo. Those yeah. were my two favorites. And uh, yeah, but the thing is, like, you're you're right though. Like, this one kind of discourages trying a bunch of different characters yeah. to see what yeah. they do because there is a leveling system, mm-hmm. and yes. so you're, you're encouraged to kind of main one character procession because the more you play as them, the more powerful they will get. The more shit you will unlock that sort they can do. I'm still yeah, in particular. You can store more of the special, the Y, mm-hmm. the attacks map to your Y button, which is like this. Basically, it's indestructible power attack. And I think we all learned <laughs> by the end of that game, the easy mode is just like you do the taunt. The taunt fills up one of your special meters mm-hmm. automatically, mm-hmm. and and I think that maybe that's the difficulty level we we're playing on. It might only like half fill it on higher difficulties or whatever. But you do the, the taunt a couple times. And then you just unleash that thing, and while you're unleashing it, your one of your teammates can go in a corner, do his taunt to fill up his special, and just like yeah. rinse, repeat. We were just, yep. I, I felt bad. I was like, I must be annoying you guys because all you could hear is fucking my Michelangelo's yeah. taunt saying the same line over and over and over. Yeah, Donatello plays a Game Boy quietly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forget what April does. She says something like, "This just in some some news thing." April was the one I was most excited to play as, and Michael took that one first. He was ha! hosting the game, and it took us all to like the last yeah. level of the game to realize it's not a sledgehammer she's wielding; it yeah. is a camera on a yeah. tripod. I was like, "Oh, what is? Why does she have a sledgehammer? Is that like a shout out to Ramona Flowers because these are a lot of the same devs?" And no, yeah. it's it's a it's but a yeah, it it maintains everything that is awesome and beautiful to look at and fun and easy to understand about this and just. I really couldn't get over like finally using the dodge move, like the just this mm. move where you get invincible frames. Right. If you, I know, it's, we, yeah, it's it's something that hasn't really existed, and not as with every character in a beat 'em up like this. And I, I didn't really get my head around it until we were at the end of the session. So I can't wait to try it again. Because I would imagine on higher difficulties, like that was my one criticism of the game is like there's. There's a couple systems that are in there that you just don't need to engage with because it's pretty button yes. mashy, you know. Like you can get by. You're playing on, you know, infinite replays and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you're playing by yourself, and all those bosses have like, you can hit them once or twice, and then you got to get the fuck away. This is a really a single button move to get the fuck away real fast with yeah. invincible frames. 
I can't. And it kind of has a faint move too, because like you can immediately follow that up with a diving yeah. attack if you if you mm. choose to. It's to got go back multiple uh, uh, dash combos, which like yeah. I love beat 'em ups, but I like I really draw a line in the sand if you cannot dash in a beat 'em up. Yeah. Yes. This is old and doesn't hold up as well as games with a dash move. Yeah. Multiple dash attacks got a really cool if you mash like X and A on your Xbox controller together yeah. like jumping attack that I would then maybe it's just Michelangelo because he's a faster character like I would immediately just combo into that into like a Chun-Li style just jumping and hitting dudes on the head going across the screen I could pretty much get out of any situation John would kick it, in the it air it gives you so many good tools to deal with the shit that most belt scrollers kind of have like oh here's that flying enemy that you have to jump attack on it's like no here's a tool you can just instantaneously do this and, and kill these guys we, we finished it in like maybe an hour and change but there was so much going on and I, I'm curious to, to know if they'll add anything else to the game because I, I have to imagine almost everything we kick the shit out of will eventually be a playable character yeah Honestly, um, if I play that game again, it's probably going to all feel very new because to me that was mostly just a jumble of button mashing and mm -hmm. flying around and listening to you guys talk and unleash your super attacks. I meant to look it up on YouTube because like six player combat is a fool's errand and insane. Mm -hmm. How could I, you even do I that? I don't know how you can keep... I had trouble keeping track of where I was with the three Yeah, of us. like... Mm -hmm. I, I, how could you keep track on, on a six... Like, Maybe that's my age, but same thing happens to me with Smash Bros. I'm like, dude, I'm just losing track of my character because there's too much shit. I mean, going I, we on we played Smash, eight-player Smash, a few times, and it's just like, wow, this is pointless. <laughs> the camera yeah. has to zoom out so far. You can't see shit. You can't tell who's doing what. Um, yes, again, maybe I'm just old, but I have a feeling like that's how my parents have felt looking at all video games for my entire life. Is how I feel looking at eight-player Smash. It just does everything you kind of want it to. It hits perfect. all the notes. It's perfect. Has a lot of cool Easter eggs, yeah. and it it's fast as hell. That's that's the other thing is like you go back and you play some of those beat em ups, and you're like, oh man, this is moves a lot slower than I remember. And it's like, no, this game it is quick. The, the pace is great. Yeah. I, I like it. And and one thing I liked about it was like you know playing it. It's like it's kind of weird that they're like bringing back like this is this is the eighties and nine early nineties Ninja Turtles. And thinking, like, yeah, wouldn't this be, like, Gen 1 Turtles to today's kids? There have been, like, five or six different series based on them. And then I realized, like, no, that's not what this is. This is a sequel to Turtles in Time. It's the bit, yeah. arcade Turtles. It's not necessarily the TV Turtles, although they you know, they were based on It's those. for us. Yeah. It's for us. Although I, I did see a lot of people posting, like, playing with their kids. And I played with one of my kids and had a great time. Mm -hmm. Like, that... You can carry your team, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if yeah. your kid's not that great, you can just carry it, so. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, if you're like Chris's parents and you can't look at new video games, we have a lot of re-releases filling out the rest of the schedule this week. So first we have Sonic Origins, which combines Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, and Sonic CD into one package, uh, plus some extra cool, fun stuff added in there. We also have the Shadowrun trilogy coming to console. That is those Shadowrun. Let me see if I get them right. Shadowrun Returns, mm -hmm. Shadowrun Dragonfall, and Shadowrun Hong Kong, which were the turn-based tactical RPGs that came out a few years yeah, ago. You, you um, played those. I heard they get progressively better. Yeah, as Matt is the only fan amazing. of the series. Uh, tell me what you think about that. I, I love them. Um, yeah, Returns is great and is actually a great place to start because it's it's more bite-sized than the other two games. Like, the other two games are way bigger than Returns. Returns was a 
one of those Kickstarter darling success stories where people are like, hell yeah, you know, the guy, uh, one of the creators of Shadowrun came, uh, Jordan Weissman, I think his name is, uh, and his studio, Hairbrain Schemes, were like, hey, we want to bring back Shadowrun and, and not make it a multiplayer only yeah. Xbox 360 <laughs> shooter. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Shadowrun, for those who don't know, is uh, it's based on a tabletop role playing game that's basically what if cyberpunk, but also Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I think it'd go a little something like this, and that, like, yeah, there was a, a day in, in history when uh, everybody in the world just suddenly turned into orcs and elves and trolls and dwarves and shit, yep. and, uh, and they all wield future technology, and it's very dark and there's street samurai and deckers and uh yeah it's a good yeah, time it's it's what if cyberpunk plus magic it's mm-hmm. great i love it and, and i play I used to love the tabletop and yeah this these games have all of that stuff in there with some pretty solid xcom like tactical uh rpg stuff mm-hmm. so and uh, those are coming to console finally and coming to game pass so you can check those out as part of game pass and then finally uh blade runner enhanced edition is an updated version of the classic wow. adventure point oh, and click adventure game Blade Runner. Could finally play that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's been more, what, we were discussing a bunch of that on 302010 this week with Star Trek 25th anniversary edition being 30 years old and Indiana Jones Fate of Atlantis. I'm just so used to these games never being able to be played again and here we are. They're all all these Dead PC games with difficult IP to license is all coming back. This was supposed to be like this is never going to happen. Mm. They'll never, but, we'll never see the Blade Runner game. Maybe again. they'll bring back Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, it's it's something I, I think I, I think it has a lot to do with whatever Gog's model is and them prioritizing bringing these things back. Well, this one's not just on PC. This is actually going to yeah. be on PC, Switch, uh, PS4, and Xbox One, which of course means it's playable on the new consoles as well. So yeah, you can you can play it on console. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, last one is coming at the end of the week. We will talk about it next week. The Capcom Fighting Collection is mm. coming out at the end of the week. So look forward to that. Damn, what's there was a there's a playable dinosaur in there. I wanted to give an honorable mention to. I'll look it up for the. Uh, yeah, for I know which one you mean. Warzard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it in one of the Darkstalkers games? No, it's, it's yeah. Warzard. Red which, Earth. Yeah, Red Earth. Or, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Um, I'll look it up for later. All right. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Let, cool. For now, let's move on to. Hauser is the name of the dinosaur, by the way. But all right, sorry, Doogie Hauser, got mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't know how. Maybe it's these headphones. How does that sound sound worse than it ever has this week? Like there was some new, there was some nuance to that sound. I Shut up, man! I wrote that song. I still <laughs> the residuals that? off oh, it. Man. Do you, do we have to license the performance rights or just the uh, the uh, the ancillary is fine? I, I I'm not I'm not a picky man. Hmm. All right. Well, if you're not picky. That's good because yeah. you know it's my new segment. Great segue. Oh, either. I, thought, I thought you were going to talk about this first item. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Um, yeah, a little bit of a VGA Hollywood segment. Um, one of the producers of the Mario movie ensures us uh, that uh, Chris once once we all hear Chris Pratt's performance, we're going to change our tune about that Mario movie, which is kind of like. 
Well, of course you said that. You're the producer of the yeah. movie. What are you yeah. supposed to do? Be like, this, the, this just, is going to suck. Imagine, like, right. meanwhile, Chris Pratt is, like, just sweating his way through retakes. It's a me. It's a me. No, it's a me. You know what he's going to sound like? It's going to sound like Chris Pratt. Jack Black had a baby with Will Ferrell, the way Chris <laughs> Pratt always sounds. It's uninspired casting, but it's not evil. And I understand Mario can't talk like Charles Martinet because, uh, you know, my grandfather was a member of the Anti-Italian Defamation League. He'd hear something like this and he'd be like, Maron! It's like getting Seth Rogen to play Mickey Mouse. Come on. Uh, well, it's it's also, yeah, you can't do the Charles Martinet thing because I'm assuming he has to speak in complete sentences in mm-hmm. the movie. And, and Charles Martinet can't. We dug that no, up on an episode of Laser Time. There was like... A, Something Charles Martinet did with Nintendo UK and when he was at, he was hidden behind, was it Luigi at E3 and he was improvising? Yeah, it was, it was the year of Luigi mm-hmm. at E3. And, and you realize, like, these characters are never meant to speak in complete sentences. It sounds really fucking awkward. Yeah. I think he did it also for, um, like, the the original demo for, like, the N64 Mario head. That they, they had, oh, like, yeah, yeah. him talking through it, like, th- with a big screen and, like, just calling oh, out, yeah. you know, heckling people in the audience. Yeah. So, uh, I'm cool. sorry, Chris Melodondry of Illumination Studio, mm. but I'm going to have to take that news with a giant grain of salt. Yeah, Mr. Mushrooms. Producer, to you and your news, I'm saying so long, gay Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like this character. Can we get movie reviews? I'm sassy. Uh, <laughs> you are Mr. Gay. You are you <laughs> Are you as sassy as the Final Fantasy VII remake part? Holy Lord. E, which uh shocking revealed to come be coming in twenty twenty three already. Actually blows my mind. I did yes. not expect it for another five years at least. Yeah. Especially how long yeah. remake took to come out and also mm-hmm. like it by all accounts that should have been one of the worst trailers of all time, but it's mostly dialogue, and it is like so majorly spoilery that you know they're not spoiling the game. They're just telling you you have no idea what to expect going into whatever the fuck this is. Rebirth um, is it what it's called? I, that's the thing is I think the title sort of spoils. Sort of spoil if you didn't play the first one, which I don't know why you'd play the second part of the remake if you didn't play the first. But like, yeah, yeah that title, Rebirth, like. All of this is basically saying, like, yeah, we're so I mean, Square doing really said we will never remake Final Fantasy VII, and they didn't. And because of if you haven't heard our spoiler cast or read up on it, it is fascinating. I don't know Final Fantasy VII specifically as much as most of the internet, but it is really tied up in what I think Square considers a five-part story that involves Advent Children and Crisis Core. And wow. in Dirge of Cerberus, and it's all culminating in this big, colossal thing of semi-coherent weirdness. And uh, they had to release Crisis Core because, like, the ending of minor spoiler, the ending of Final Fantasy Remake is dependent on your knowledge of Crisis Core. Yeah, and it, 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 it was unplayable there. at the time. Yes, yeah, yeah, and and that's the other big piece of news. So ex- as excited as I am for Rebirth. Um, and I think the lines you were talking about is like straight up like Aerith is talking to Cloud about, about like not, you're supposed to be dead. Yes, like, about it's, so who knows what to think? I, I don't think they're going to give away a plot element like that. There's probably going to be another spin on it. And it just shows Cloud and Sephiroth quietly walking together. And it's just like 
anybody else who, if we didn't know what we did about Final Fantasy, this is the most boring trailer that's ever existed. It's two people walking well, and dialogue. But that could be them walking when they're in the military together I, before the events. I don't know what it means. Well, okay, so the other character that it could be, Rebirth could be an allusion to, and this was another big piece of news, is we are getting a remake of Crisis Core coming this year. So Crisis Core being a PSP exclusive spinoff mm-hmm. that starts Zack, who like, basically the events of Final Fantasy, you, start, you find out that like Cloud took on Zack's persona and his personality yes. because Zack had this huge influence in his life, and it's like Cloud is just trying to live in live up to Zack and be and live in his shoes basically. Like that's sorry, that's a spoiler yeah. of the super old twenty five year old game. Like the point, ending right? to Live and Die in LA. That is a reference everybody will get. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. You went to um, But yeah, so Crisis yeah. Core, Final Fantasy Seven Reunion announced for this winter. So coming this year, which is insane. That's pretty awesome. Yes. I'm I'm I, I think the most awesome part is like we're sort of getting the story in the order it should be in versus how yeah. it originally got the seven story. <laughs> That's true. It was all over the place. It, yeah, it just, it's like, oh, I always say with, it, with spoilery details in teaser trailers, I'm being optimistic. Imagine what they have to tell us if they're willing to tell us that in the trailer. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think all bets are off, and we know yeah. that, like, with those weird, it's it suggests mentor like fucking creatures, the time, you know, whatever the 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 way the fate creatures or whatever. It's like the the whole premise of this remake is like, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen, and your characters are sort of fighting fate and and uh, what should yeah, it's, be it's, happening. Uh, Final Fantasy remake is oddly telling like this fucking anti time travel story. Like, don't try and revisit the past. to change details or preserve things too much it's impossible yeah yeah so i'm, I'm excited because i never played crisis core because again i mean i had a psp but i think i was done playing psp by by the time what? this came out or just didn't, didn't and it was also game. for the longest time like the only ways to play it were to have a physical copy or mm-hmm. to pirate it because it was not available to, for digital purchase to, yeah like up yeah. until last week if you had a oh my god what was that thing called the PSTV, the Vita TV yeah. thing, mm-hmm. which yeah, which yeah. now is like totally unprotected, TV. and you can hack the shit out of it, and mm-hmm. get like everything you want yeah. on it. I missed the boat on that. They, they yeah. those things were on sale for like ten dollars at some yeah, point, yeah. and, and then... now they're like you, you got it. You're going to pay hundreds of dollars if yeah, you want one. Yeah, exactly. Wiki Paras didn't get one. Hmm? I got one. Yeah, let me borrow that shit. No, <laughs> <laughs> I knew what the answer was going to be. <laughs> Um, and another kind of long-awaited thing that fans sort of thought we'd never see uh, was confirmed. So Capcom confirmed they're making a sequel to Dragon's Dogma, baby. And this one is um, mm. being made in the RE engine, like almost all of their yeah. games are at this point. That, that was the- kind of a weird announcement in their showcase. <laughs> it was just like... Man, you all sure do love Dragon's Dogma. Anyway, let's move on to the well, next thing. Well, that's the thing, thing is, is the showcase <laughs> didn't reveal the sequel, and everyone was disappointed. Yeah. They revealed the sequel at the... Well, Chris, I'm sure you'll be talking about this soon on 302010. Um, it's a 10-year anniversary, I think, of the original Dragon's I thought, Dogma. I thought it was point. pretty ballsy to have a logo for Dragon Dog- <laughs> Dragon's Dogma 10th anniversary. This We're talking about 1.5 games here, people. This is. Yeah. <laughs> are we really celebrating its anniversary of this franchise, this series? Well, it, it's by the way, Dragon's Dogma I think is still on sale for like five dollars on PlayStation. Where like I, I was like, I have to pick this up and see what everyone. I, I think is it's always isn't it technically about. one game now. You can only get Dark Arisen. 
Yeah, Dark Arisen is, is the one. I, I so got it. So it's one and game, it's, 10th uh, anniversary, and they had like, is there really a campaign for this? And I I do not dislike Dragon's Dogma. I, I, I think the sec- Dark Arisen got everything right about what it was supposed to be. And well, and it's it. This is a series that was basically created by one of the creators of Devil May Cry. So it's all about the real time combat, and and I think even fans of Dragon's Dogma will admit, like the story is sort of the secondary thing you're there for. It really is all about that gameplay. But I I think it's fair to say Dragon's Dogma has had a huge cult following for quite a while, and uh, yeah, they're finally getting what they want of a game that like because yeah, the original didn't sell so well. Like it also makes you want to say Happy Birthday, Greg Moore. That was his. Yes, it does. Dragon's Dogma. Yes, it does. Uh, another man. This is RPG heavy news, but uh, there was a Nintendo Direct entirely devoted to Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles. Twenty five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us are huge Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, I tried, man. I can't. No. I, I, yeah. the, the the longest I was able to get into it was the um, 3DS remake. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's it is just a defiantly old school game uh, and it really worked well on the 3DS in my opinion I, it's not really the type of experience I'm dying to do on a console yeah yeah it's very very classic JRPG format you yeah. got uh, and they talked a little bit about the classes in this game and how they all fit the archetype of like attacker defenders healers and the one of the coolest things they showed off that I think is new is this thing called Ouroboros interlinking, which is sort of, it's like a Steven universe. Like you're going to fucking join together with another Mm -hmm. character to form this super version. Wouldn't have been my first reference for that. I would have gone with dragon ball, but, uh, okay. Well, the article I'm reading said Evan Evangelion. That was like their reference there of joining forces. So I don't know. I got to go Steven universe. All right. Sure. But, uh, yeah. Uh, So they, they, they showed off that. Uh, and then they announced already. Game hasn't come out. They announced the collector's edition and an expansion pass. It's going to be thirty bucks. And of course, if you get the ultra version of the game, you're going to get that bottled there. And that that's coming coming later. Uh, but yeah, so Xenoblade Chronicles Three coming up soon, and it's very real because we got thirty whole minutes to just dedicate. Yeah, did they say, it to are they restoring so. the vagina bones of the character creator? You know, I mean. <laughs> That was the first ten minutes of the show, and I was a little late. So, but I, I heard it was the payoff was tremendous. Was was, was that shit? What was the game? Was it was it Xenoblade? I thought uh, it was Chronicles yeah, X, or was joke. it was it that Fire Emblem uh, Shin Megami Tensei crossover? I don't know. Game? There, there, it's it's in that category of games where I think someone has nude pictures of the captain of Nintendo because these games keep coming out so fast, and I don't know anybody who plays them. I'm sorry, I'm looking up Zeno, where Vagina Bones Zeno came from. Xenoblade and Fire Emblem. <laughs> please, please do look that up during a show. I will. <laughs> I will, I am. Yeah. Yes, it was Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Click, click I'm Feeling... Oh, sharp F-E. Yeah. Tokyo Mirage I, was, I wanted you to click I'm Feeling Lucky just so we could see with advanced with safe search <laughs> off. Yes, and it's somebody tweeting, uh, not only did they remove her cleavage, but they also removed her vagina bones. <laughs> you, sir, are a legend and probably also a shithead. Yes. <laughs> Definitely knows how to please a lady. Touch her on the vagina bone. <laughs> vagina bones. Well, uh, I can guarantee if you had vagina bones, you'd be able to break them in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yeah. 3 Great or 4. Great segue. Great segue. If yes. that game was coming out, but it's not, because Tony Hawk confirmed um, that was something that was in the works Man. and could have been a reality, a remake of 3 and 4 together to follow up the remake of 1 and 2, which was 
one of the games of the year. What was that? Two years ago at this point? Was that a 2020 joint? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was I right before because it was one of the first games with a PS5 Xbox Series X upgrade. Because it, yes, um, but that so so Vicarious Visions yeah. worked on that, and they could have gone on to work on three or four, and apparently talks are underway. And then they got rolled into Blizzard. You guys remember that whole thing? And where Blizzard like support Activision... team and and and, yeah. and just yeah. Tony Hawk one and two didn't sell enough. And like I think they in a very short window because anybody would greenlight this game again if the team was still there with all the assets. Mm-hmm. That I game... think it sold what it needed to because it was a... yeah. So do I. I can't imagine like development cost wasn't. Su- I mean it's a, it's a yeah. HD remake of that game, right? It's not right. like. But yeah, so Tony Hawk, here's his quote. He's like, yeah, the plan, even up until the release day of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, we were going to do 3 and 4, and then Vicarious Visions got kind of absorbed, and then they were looking for other developers, and then it was over. Oh, man. I've said this a billion times on the show. Tony Hawk is the nicest, most famous person I've ever met, and he's also great for for what we do because... Tony Hawk doesn't give a shit and understands games and has the most news we've ever gotten about Activision and the Tony Hawk games comes directly from his mouth because he knows how the business works. He knows what he's talking about. He likes games. I love it. He, have you heard him talk about like the Tony Hawk games or how he made the majority of his money yeah, and how much yeah, he yeah. got, he would get paid for. He's like, how, how well are these doing? I'm like, well, we've made three of them and they're all in the top 10 right now. Here's a check for four million dollars. He didn't make all his money in that gleaming the cube cameo. I am <laughs> what, shocked. Like and st- stunt doubling for David Spade in Police Academy Four. He also and, played a Pizza Hut delivery man who drove true. the truck. In you, that wait, are you telling me pro skaters aren't just naturally millionaires? No, but he, but he but he. I love hearing him tell those stories because he's telling you the dollar figure of how much he made because he's like, I did not expect that. Yeah, I thought I would be going to skate competitions and sponsorships and like this. This game is making me way more of a household name than my actual, my in-world accomplishments ever would. Which is which is wild to me because in the eighties he had his own skateboard brand. You yeah. know, he had eighties mm-hmm. and nineties. But he that's had his where own. it ends. Like, I don't want a skateboard. I'll never give Tony Hawk my money. But and like, he had this thing, and I'll give him my money at once a year. <laughs> at yep. the height of skateboarding eighties popularity, like everyone wore Tony Hawk clothing, mm-hmm. which oh, I yeah. think was Pal Peralta clothing, and so who mm-hmm. knows how much of that he actually yeah. saw. But, but like, like, there was I think his his label was Birdhouse. It's he did Birdhouse, Birdhouse later. Birdhouse yeah. was like late nineties, early two thousand. Two signed Birdhouse boards from him because he's a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that just shows you how much. But it, it is so disappointing. Never say never, because you know Microsoft—they're trying to buy Activision now, and you can bet they're looking at all the IP that Activision has, and it's like, hey, this this could make us some oh, money. We I, should I, do I forgot this. about that. Yeah, everything Activision has ignored because it can't make an immediate mega profit on Xbox and Game Pass can exploit in good ways. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did <laughs> did you? <laughs> did, did you want a sequel to that Ghostbusters game? Maybe Brutal Legend? We got you. We're, we own this yeah, IP now. Why not? Why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. we got to keep people subscribing. And yes. Yeah, that thing might not sell 20 million units on its own. Right. But, but that'll it'll... certainly hold on. Someone will hold on to their $10 a month subscription. Yeah, it could bring in a $100,000 holdout. A hundred, like ten, tens of thousands holdout of holdout subscribers who stay on for a year. That's worth way more than $60 to us. I do have to give Tony Hawk credit for his, his one appearance in Jackass Forever 
is for like a two second shot of him getting covered in semen in the intro he credits. Gets, he, gets, he gets knocked down by cum and his wig knocked off, and they didn't bother to refilm it. I love it. <laughs> it's like it's like oh, that's Tony Hawk, he's, and that's he's, all he, you used him for. He's dressed like eighties him. Yes. <laughs> it's so great. It's so good. Amazing. Uh, anyway, it's, that's all the news that's fit to play. All right. Well, let's move on to our community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what is your favorite game with multiple versions that you have played? Uh, first answer is from VidgetGamePocalypse.com. Hey, buddy, you got to slow down your car and let me in, says... My favorite game of all time is Super Mario Brothers 3, and there are multiple ways to play that game and that style. The NES, the SNES version, the Game Boy Advance right. version, with bonus levels if you count the E-Swipe or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, God, yeah, the E-Reader. Yeah, E-Meter. Um, no, that's the Scientologist thing. E-reader. It was the E-Reader. Yes, I know. I was making a joke. I uh, want to take my e-reader into a Scientology center, though, and be yeah. like, "Hey, how much? Uh, how much hey, do I need to pay for this?" Yeah, got a got a cheaper version right here. <laughs> Will you pay me to not release it? Um, I'll scan your thetans, and it'll make a bitch an Animal Crossing uh, item. <laughs> New Super Mario Brothers Two had DLC of Super Mario Brothers Three, and of course Mario Maker, which uses the style, but created by goobers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had not even thought of Super Mario Brothers 3. That is a good poll. Like, yeah, there's yeah especially because I talked about every game he mentioned there, and like, yeah, I didn't really wrap my head around that there are three distinct versions of Mario 3, like completely different redeveloped games um, of Mario 3. Um, Physician Chip says, Spider-Man Sharded Dimensions. That's going to please Chris Baker, Mm -hmm. especially the way I pronounced it. The main console version is a fairly standard action game of the time, but with the interesting twist of you playing as four different Spider-Men, with each Spider-Man having a different play style and being voiced by a different classic Spider-Man cartoon voice actor. Uh, The game's story is also the inspiration for the Spider-Verse comic. Um, This is very much the case of a mediocre game being elevated by great theming. The other version is the DS game. Uh, This uses the same theme, but puts it around a solid 2D Metroidvania base. The controls really master Spider-Man's moves with satisfying swings, and you take on multiple enemies at once, webbing them up and using them to take out others, and overall really captures Spider-Man in 2D, uh, making this the best Spider-Man game not made by Insomniac. Ooh, man. I I did not even thought of the DS Spider-Man game. Um, Yeah, neat. 2D Spider-Man games are, are rough, though, because, like, you Mostly, can only yeah. ever swing the width of the screen. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, there's yeah, nothing true. past that. You know? uh, e. Hyundai says, uh, someone's got to say it. I've bought just about every version of Skyrim Same. that Todd Howard has shat out over the years. I even bought the PS3 version on launch day. So after about 80 hours, my first save game degraded horribly, and that was famously the most broken version of the game. That's when I played. I went on to put hundreds of hours into each version on PC and even fell in love with the game all over again when they released the Anniversary Edition. Chris often says that he still sees people playing Skyrim in his Steam friends list, and I'm pretty sure I'm one of them. Between the trickle of official content updates, re-releases, and the still-flourishing modding community, Todd just keeps me coming back. Mm. Also, shout out to Twin Snakes. Twin Snakes, that is a great answer I should have thought of. Yes, yes. That that is going to be... I had this thought. It was so stupid. It was too stupid to not tweet... Not even tweet to even tell you guys about in a private chat. 
when GameCube gets added to Nintendo Switch Online, and that I'll buy the expansion pack for, and then we will get Twin Snakes. Mm, maybe. We will get lucky. We will see I mean, Twin Konami Snakes. Again. wants to make money. So, right. Uh, they, and and they, they don't want to make new games. That's true. They've been so, doing it mostly <laughs> by re releasing old ones. Here's a solution. <laughs> I wonder if we'll ever see like uh, you know them doing a Metal Gear Anniversary collection. I, I I know I predicted that drunkenly in another podcast, but I I still they own Metal Gear. They will make more Metal Gear games. At most, they will make one that is not well received, and they will hire hire Kojima's company to make those games. It happens all the time in Japan, yeah. anyway. You don't. Yeah, we'll see. You, if you don't get promoted, you quit. And you take your game expertise and hope, yeah, hire my company to make your game yeah. and your hire, yeah. hire me back as a mercenary. <laughs> Whereas in America, it's it's all like we will lay you off and then try to hire you back as a mercenary on our terms. Yes, but yes. no no benefits yeah. this time. That was right. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for your own health insurance mm -hmm. and taxes. Mm -hmm. No more Friday bagels for you, Kojima. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, on official Laser Time community on Facebook, Lance Christopher says, Aladdin on the Sega Genesis. Overall, it felt like it played a lot quicker. Animation was much more crisp and snappy. It had really great game feel. The fact that they also had Disney animators assisting the project, if I recall yes. correctly, yes, you are correct, really made quite the difference. I want to say the soundtrack was better than the Super NES one as well, but I am generally a sucker nope. for the Genesis sound front sound font overall. <laughs> Two great words in there: a uh, game feel. Like mm, this game has great yeah. game feel. Swish it around in my mouth, mm -hmm. and then sound font. I like yes, that. Sound too. font. That is that is a great way to describe horrible clicks and beeps and shrieks. <laughs> FM modulation. Yeah, each their mm -hmm. own. Uh, didn't didn't our, our buddy Coop? Uh, set up a PAX panel that was like this, the grand debate will decide today Aladdin on Genesis or Super Nintendo. We'll have Sounds 18 like panelists. <laughs> um, and, and then uh, Mark Primo says, I have played uh, Ninja Gaiden in nearly every possible iteration. I spent the most time with the Lynx version as wow. I own. Uh, that as a kid and the NES version I rented constantly. The Itagaki reboot was one of the reasons I bought an Xbox. Every version brutalized me and my patience, uh, yet I still keep going back for more. Like Chris, I recently restarted Ninja Gaiden Sigma. How do you know that? And uh, first thought, uh, third, first thought I had, wow, this still holds up. I love this series and uh, still, and I wish pe people would give it another shot, give it another reboot. Yeah, I, yeah, I was playing the remake um, uh, when they came to Game Pass. I was really looking forward to that trilogy. It just didn't show up in my town. Hmm. I, I almost didn't include this entry because I'm like, well, hold on. The Xbox stuff was a remake, and then he said the Sigma version. I'm like, okay, no, you're yeah, right. That yeah, is a yeah. updated version of the same game. Absolutely. Well, also, like, how long was it between the NES version and the reboot? That was like a long what? time. Not twenty years. Eighty-seven. Like it's thing. eighty-seven to whenever the next early two thousand three, two thousand four, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm pretty sure the Xbox remastered versions are Sigma, but they're not called that. Hmm. Yeah, was, some of them they that's all they had was the Sigma mm -hmm. or the black source code. Oh yeah, they, I think they've, I lost, they've that, lost yeah. some of the source code. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the originals. Uh, Raymond Carrier says the only game I can think of that I've played multiple versions of is Soul Calibur Two. Wow, I rented it for my own GameCube and my older brother's PS2. 
Personally, I preferred Link. I mean, the GameCube version, because yeah. what other game lets you climb up onto the enemy's shoulder and slam them three times in the ass with a giant hammer? As for the PS2 version, the guest character was... Hi, Hachi. Why would I want to play as a man whose quote-unquote weapon are his fists in a weapon-based fighting game? Most other fighting games are fist-based. Okay, but Yoshimitsu is in is in Tekken, man. It wasn't not swords, cool. It's so. like he's like, you know, you know, what I've always wanted to do play a fighting game with Hihachi. <laughs> <laughs> the other versions had like, had like characters Spawn, who had never been in a fighting yeah. game, so Spawn like that was super yeah. exciting. And, yeah. and and I think uh, I remember reading how well the GameCube version sold that, and the GameCube version of multi-platform games never sold well. No, especially uh, fighting games. It's yeah. not like the GameCube controller was like, oh, perfect for fighting. <laughs> yeah, but everyone, like, I, that was what I bought. Like, I I didn't care about, you know, Spawn is kind of cool, but between him and playing as Link, I'm going with Link 100% of the time. I bought I bought Spawn because, X, I, yeah, if I had, if there was an Xbox version over a GameCube version, that's what I would mm. so. I think it's still a little nutty that that even happened in, to begin with. It's not like Soul Calibur's a bloody game, but like... Well, and then yeah. followed up, remember 3 had Darth Vader and Yoda. 4. You know, Xbox Four, yeah. had Yoda yeah. and uh, PlayStation had 3 just had Zasalamel. I think he was the new character. I don't think it had guest characters, but yeah, 4 had Darth oh, four. Vader okay, and yes. Yoda and Starkiller. He, from Force Unleashed, he was also in there. And then 5 right. had Ezio Auditore. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. there was one from PSP that Geralt. had... Um, Kratos, and the the latest Soul Calibur, uh, the only playable character will be Roxas from Kingdom Hearts. But <laughs> yeah, you can put on different hats. You can you can play as uh, you know Roxas A or Roxas B. I want to say Ezio returned for six. Like he, I think he's in Soul Calibur <laughs> six as well. Well, I know Geralt is. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm still laughing. I I have never pulled a sound for a show and pulled it up on my phone like thirty times to make myself laugh. That that Winnie the Pooh clip. Oh, sure. I hope you and I are friends. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's real. Uh, <laughs> Thinking about Geralt also reminds me of Geralt and Monster Hunter. And why is it that every time a character cameos in a Japanese game, it's always, oh, I stumbled onto a mysterious portal and wound up here. It's always a fucking portal. Isn't there like some other way to bring them into the your joke game? with Geralt is that he hates portals. So I, I remember, <laughs> I remember when Marvel vs. Capcom three came out and like they're like, and we're going to explain why all the fate of two worlds, why this is all all happening. Like portals. nobody needs an explanation for why this is happening, but you mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah. And then the the comic comes out, it'll explain everything. Portal. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a portal. <laughs> portal. I love portals. It's a portal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we didn't have any Twitter answers. You losers. So, new question of the week. Uh, because, you know, we, we dedicated this top five to games where you fight dinosaurs. But what is your favorite dinosaur moment in a game? Um, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of one that we haven't already mentioned in some capacity. Like, the Tomb Raider one is really cool. I imagine that's going to be at the top of a lot of people's lists. And I really like the one in um, the Astrobot game, whose name I keep forgetting. But... I don't know. You guys go. Maybe I'll think of one. Uh, my favorite dinosaur moment in a video game mm-hmm. is in a little game that nobody played called <laughs> Super Mario World. Yeah. Where you would you would kick a dinosaur into a pit in order to save yourself 
and uh, get through the rest of the level after abandoning poor Yoshi the dinosaur. So yeah, Yoshi. The appearance of Yoshi is is definitely a memorable moment, and still to this day, probably my favorite Nintendo character. It's it's like the last totally uncontroversial added character to the Mario medium. It was mm-hmm. just, as far as I remember. Yeah, Yoshi's the best ever. Thanks for bringing, <laughs> thanks for inventing him and forcing him on us. He's great. We yeah, love Yoshi totally always. Great. Actually, I thought of one. Um, one of my favorite games as a little kid, which you know actually terrified me. It sort of relates to a conversation we were having off mic. Uh, is the game for the a very old computer called the Timex Sinclair, which is called mm-hmm. 3D Monster Maze. And often gets brought up, it's like, this might have actually been the first survival horror game where you are in a first-person, three-dimensional maze that moves about, like, one frame a second, if you're lucky. And somewhere in this maze is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And it is stalking you. And the game will give you little hints, like when, like, oh, he can smell you. Oh, he's coming your way. He's right behind you. Stuff like that. So, you know, like, okay, I have to keep moving and try to avoid this thing and I don't even know if there's really an end game it's just like try to survive in here as long as possible before the T-Rex corners and eats you uh, and you know play, playing this is like I think I was probably like four or five <laughs> was absolutely terrifying and I think I think I only managed to do it like a couple of times if I just like lost my nerve and like nope nope I can't do this I can't do this but uh, yeah, that is that is a true classic, and it's kind of neat to see it get brought up in like you know oh no this was like the origin of survival horror uh, lists every once in a while. But uh, and and yeah, I, I just wanted to confirm <clears throat> the the one I didn't mention was Red Earth, which I was playing semi recently, mm-hmm. which to this day is one of the more interesting one player story mode fighting games I've ever experienced, and. You can, as a lion character, take on a kung fu tyrannosaurus, and it's mm-hmm. some of the best sprite work ever. And it's, uh, you know, what, CPS3, the third Capcom board, right before the arcade scene kind of died. It looks so good, and it's out next week in the fighting collection. Um, it's it's not necessarily a rare game. It's just not really released very often. It hasn't There hasn't been a lot of ways to buy it. And but as far as like a single player mode in a story, uh, a fighting game goes, like it is kind of built to be a one player fighting game. Uh, just you got to learn these like eight bosses, but you can't play as the bosses. But it has fighting game techniques and styles. It's so fucking cool. Some of the best sprites. It's kind of you know the end of the what year is it? Uh, Ninety six. So it's kind of like three D's taken over, but. Beautiful, huge sprite. It's called Warzard in Japan, like mm. War Lizard. <laughs> and, uh, and he has a and he has a slide kick. Seriously, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think he <clears throat> showed up. And was was it? Yeah, Capcom Fighting Evolution. Did you mention that one? Sorry. No, no. I, the, the, uh, the the Scion. I think Scion is his uh, American name. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Capcom Fighting Jam or Fighters Evolution, two of those lost yeah. fucking games. So you can you can have uh, Hauser the the T Rex fight uh, Guile. I think it's Hauser. Or, I think it is Hauser with a Z. Oh wait, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Sorry. No, Warzard's a different game. Jeez, I'm so oh, confused. Is it? Yeah. Damn. Well, um, color us embarrassed. Um, no, it's it's intentionally confusing, like hmm. how Red Aramur is different than 
who's the who's the Red Devil in Marvel vs. Capcom Three? Those are different characters for no reason. Firebrand, 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 and Red right. Armor are different characters canonically. <clears throat> anyway, I'm boring uh, my few remaining friends, so um, hmm. let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so what is your? Oh yeah, no, I'm looking. There is a character named Scion in here. He's a wizard. Um, what are your? He's a wizard, Harry. Hmm? He's a wizard. What what is your favorite dinosaur moment in a video game? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 477. Alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There will be a thread there where you can answer. Or you can ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. And we will read the best answers on next week's show. Anyone that's been our show, let's go with some plugs. Guys, what do we got? Um, I can't wait for people to hear 302010 this week. A lot of controversial opinions, a lot of weird recommends, but it's also a big week for movies. And uh, inspired by Classic Corner, a little corner in 302010 created by uh, Mrs. Michael Rapara-Zenikovin. I really don't like saying it that way. Uh, then don't. <laughs> uh, 40 years ago was the best year in movie history uh, in terms of releases. It's like all of this shit and you get re-releases of like Indiana Jones and Star Wars, Blade Runner, Rocky 3, biggest movie of all time. I'm not going to spoil it for you because we talk all about it on Patreon.com slash LaserTime and we're re-recording another one of those for another 1982 movie that was ignored. It, it, maybe I haven't talked about this with you guys that much. E.T. was such a hit. Mm-hmm. The two sci-fi movies that followed it up that were depressing were completely ignored and bombed like motherfuckers and would go on to become two of the most influential movies ever made. One of them is Blade Runner. One of them is one of them is a remake of a 1950s movie. Patreon.com slash laser time to find out. It may have been mm. number nine on last week's box office. <laughs> oh, it's celebrating yeah, an anniversary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You talked um, about it on this show? Yes. yes. Uh, but but that's how interesting the year 1980. In like, eh, I don't want to see E.T. re-release of Star Wars, The Thing, Blade Runner, Rocky Three. What's out next week? Secret of Nim, Tron, Friday the 13th, Part 3. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's every week. It is just nonstop in 1982. It is... Damn. Every genre reaches its height, its most influential period, highest grossing, uh, most expensive. It's just so amazing. Uh, and Disney is nowhere to be seen except for Tron. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird yeah. Disney era. Which is still amazingly influential. Like, just doubling down that hard on mm-hmm. CG when everyone in the studio says, if you if you go into CG, it'll kill us. It'll be the end of Disney. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so it was. Meanwhile, yes. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, CG is so good, we refer to the Lion King remake as live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Disney yeah, refers to it as live action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every time I see that, I'm like, what? Anywho, anywho, it's going to be a fun episode. If you like, you are guaranteed to have one of your favorite movies ever come out in 1982. It's nuts. It's really crazy. It's great. That'll be an episode of Laser Time, but we talk more in depth about some mm-hmm. of the movies of 1982, including Conan, E.T., and yes, hopefully The Thing. I don't want to jinx it because having some equipment issues and life issues, but... We're supposed to do that, too. 
You should just do a series on the summer of 82 and call it, you know, 30, 20, 10, but cross out the logo and just write 40 under above it. I don't know how to keep the show going after 10 years other than doing like literally 70, 60, 50. Because I, I really, I don't want to redo any of the decades. I want to go back even further to the stuff Diane is mm. talking about. Yeah. 60, 50, 40. 60, 50, go. 40. Give me that. <laughs> a fucking prequel <laughs> we'll make a goddamn mm-hmm. prequel podcast and we don't pay attention enough to the stuff that will be 10 years old at that point oh, so yeah. it's like yeah no yeah. other than the video games will be so yeah what lost. the f- uh, uh, Bruce Willis's surrogate classic thing, yeah it, you're, no you're right though it would have to be 70 60 50 because yes. the stuff from 40 years ago would then be 50 years ago damn it I love it when you wiki yeah. yourself yep yeah. no, that, got him totally needless because my mind anyway. actually works quite slowly that's not true. <laughs> not um, true. All right. I'm, I rarely do this, but I'm going to plug me, next week's VGA. Because mm. it is our uh, best of the year, best of yeah. the half year. So show. far. So, and I, yeah, I, for yeah. one, have been agonizing over this shit for months now. Because there's there's stuff on there that's just like, man, I really want to like this, but I don't feel like it deserves a place. But then I mm. really do like this, but nobody else likes it. And I think we all have at least one of those. It's the beauty. It's the beauty of our list. Mm-hmm. Is it's, it's ours and nobody else's. Yep. Yep. So they no, can't we are we are not us. bowing to convention on this. You want no. you want an objective, definitive list of the best games? You go to GameSpot or somewhere else. Uh, this is just the this shit is the that show we've we had talk time about to Adventures play. of Kid Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fair to say, like, there are times where, like, there are games that the games press, uh, the, the mainstream media, mm-hmm. <laughs> mainstream games media. The mainstream games press. <laughs> the lamestream lames press. And then mm-hmm. we will almost, yeah, there, there's a times where, we're, like, all three of us will be like, I didn't really like that game. And it just won't appear on, like, our best of the year stuff. And that yep. that, that happens a lot, actually, for us. So, yeah, and there have been times where, like, ah, oh, we got it wrong, but we it was still ours. Yes, indeed. More indeed. like Final Failure C D make <laughs> and Horizon Zero Yawn. <laughs> I told you guys I tried to do I sent you a dolly that someone did of Donald Trump in Mario Kart, which is amazing. Uh, I tried to do <laughs> Dolly Donald being Trump, the AI thing, not the like AI a AI picture yeah. thing, yeah. the meme. Um I I tried to do one of Donald Trump in Final Fantasy and it literally just spat back pictures of just him speaking behind a podium, but like it warped the face a little. I'm like, mm-hmm. so are we in a Final Fantasy? Because yes. like, this is just real life at this no, point. Like, I, f- I find it really disappointing. Certain things that I run through Dolly Mini, I'm sure that there are more sophisticated ones. Will just like I think I, I typed in like Herman Munster meeting Jesus, and like one of them had like a robed figure that could have been Jesus. Both of them were just like Herman Munster or like two Herman Munsters. Uh, <laughs> and it's like that with everything I do, like, you know, Jedi Ernest P. War or J- Jedi Jim Varney or whatever. And it's just yeah. like, here's close ups of Ernest with like glowing blue teeth. I did Jedi Tom Cruise and that was pretty dope. Yeah. Like there, there was yeah. some good shit. I that can't predicted. get over Matt bringing up that this is our final fantasy. This is our universe's last <laughs> battle. We're literally watching hearings, calling a guilty guy guilty. No one will be punished. He will run again. And if he doesn't win legitimately, we'll steal we'll steal it back. We're standing at the precipice of the end, mm-hmm. and no one's doing anything. I'm just waiting to meet two NPCs called Wedge and Biggs. Like, as soon as I meet Wedge and Biggs, I'll know. Like, okay, fuck yeah. I can't wait to do some eco-terrorism. <laughs> I was just going to buy a giant sword, but you do what you got to do. Yeah. I don't have – look, I don't have kids. 
uh, and I don't want to give the bank any of the money they want from me. So <laughs> more than willing to go rogue. See, well, this is America. You can't buy a giant sword. You have to buy an oversized novelty AR-15 that uh, is bigger than you are. I'll just be Barrett. Just mm-hmm. make it part of my arm. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Get that giant sword with a bump stock on it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'd just like to plug a little show you may have heard of called Game Apocalypse. We do every week. And uh, this week we got something special for you. We got a top five games where you fight dinosaurs that Chris puts together. Is he together a stroke? And- What's going on? Yes. <laughs> Michael, do you Someone call nine one one. I do. <laughs> uh, all right. As always, you can visit us online at vidjagameapocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at vgapocalypse, or follow me on Twitter at wikiparas, and tell a friend about the show. In the meantime, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I don't like Republicans. I just wanted to make that clear. Mm-hmm. I think they got that. Um, <laughs> point taken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anybody listening this late in the show deserves something like that. Yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Fine.